0: Before we get started uh, in today's podcast, guys, we just wanted to send our condolences to Kyle Turner's friends and family. Uh, Absolutely tragic passing over the weekend. Uh, Shocking, really, really, really shocking. So yeah, we just wanted to send our condolences to his friends, his family, you know, a guy that was part of the Rabbit Eyes, 2014. Proud Indigenous man, 2014 side that won the comp. Um, You know, and uh, definitely the rugby league community is mourning and it doesn't seem real, to be honest, doesn't seem real.
1: Yeah, awful time, mate, uh, for all those involved. So, it's definitely sending the thoughts out. And I think this is probably one of the times that the Rugby League community, they really do rally together well uh, in, in like when there are the, the tougher times in the game. And I never had anything to do with him personally myself, but you see the outpouring of grief and the tributes coming from the community, in particular South Sydney Rabbitoh's players, former teammates. Just sound like a, a pretty special bloke. Mm. Uh, it's been his last recent sort of years back home in Coonabarabran, but it was a relatively short career, but as you said, grand final winner, which mm. is an incredible feat. He won an Auckland ninth represented the Indigenous All-Stars, mm. achieved plenty in our game in a, in a pretty short amount of time, came back from a, a bad neck injury at one point, which is a feat in its own. So uh, yeah, really tough times. So I think you have the family and friends. Mm.
0: Matty, as a Rabbitohs fan?
2: Yeah, I met Cole a number of times throughout his uh, career at the Rabbitohs, whether that be after games or end of season things. and. He was always just such a genuine, nice bloke. Um, yeah, as I said, only only met him a few times, but you can see the way that his teammates kind of have spoken about him in the last few days, and everyone's kind of said the same thing, just a, just a really nice, humble, down-to-earth, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. So, yeah, very, very tragic, and obviously as a Rabideaus fan, he will always hold a place in my heart, not just being a Rabideaus player playing one game, but being a part of that 2014 grand final so yeah it was absolutely terrible to hear that that news on the weekend and yeah my thoughts go out to all his family and all his friends
0: yeah and it's um it's yet to be confirmed as to you know the cause of his passing um but just to be sure uh we wanted to make sure you don't go it alone you pre- please reach out if you need help guys even even if it's just uh guys and girls even if it's just a uh, just say the words, I need help to someone, to anyone, I need help. That's it, just say those words and then the process can start. Lifeline, you can call 13 11 14. So that's one three one 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 four, or you can go to lifeline.org.au. Beyond Blue, call 1300 22 or go to beyondblue.org.au. Kids Helpline 1800 55 1800 uh, or Headspace. 1800 650 890 or go to headspace.org.au guys. So. Un- unsure as to, hasn't been confirmed the reason for passing, but just to be sure, if you're struggling, guys, please, please reach out. Please reach out. Anyway, we'll get into the podcast as usual, but just know that we're absolutely thinking of Kyle Turner and his family and friends. He's a part of the rugby league community, um, so we'll definitely be feeling his loss, definitely. Just a bloke in a bar. What is up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. And look, if you're thinking you're driving in your car, you're at work right now. I don't know what you're doing, doing some strange stuff. I don't know. If you're like, damn, Kempi feels more maternal now. (laughs) (laughs) He feels more mature. He feels feels like someone that I could listen to life advice from. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe that last one was a stretch. But yes, obviously I just had my child yesterday. Came early boys. Yeah. Well done well done smooth sailing too so i know how lucky i am as a parent for you know no issues it all happened quite quickly healthy happy young fella so very very lucky to have the little fella here and
1: i i love the the eyes up pregnancy from the little fella knowing that it was your day off work that you didn't have any podcast just just got it done early for you
0: he's a bloke's bloke (laughs) he's a he understands rugby league and, and that's a sacrifice he made for the community he said i know the community needs the podcast it was initially scheduled for a Monday, and he's gone, nah, I'm not going to do that to the
3: boys. I'm not going to do that to the boys. <laughs> that is, that's a good team play. What time did he, did he arrive? 4.30 in the afternoon yesterday. So he had to catch up on the uh, the Milk Dogs game on 9 now? <laughs> he got home afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming. Mate, absolutely. Yeah. I, was, I couldn't get home quick enough.
1: <laughs> so the little fella's been born into this world as a raider. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: mate, no, 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 no. That's Don't curse him that, like that, mate. Don't curse him like a raider or a like bulldog? <laughs> I know you're not pushing <laughs> him
1: into becoming a bulldog. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Give us... Give us the big question that we're all waiting on. We all want to know, did he come out with your partner's beak or the beak's beak?
0: Well, at the moment, it's looking like the partner's beak, which <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm actually quite happy about. <laughs> um, he doesn't have to, have to have a life torment. No, um, it's looking like the wife's beak at the moment. But it's my beak didn't come out like this. <laughs> I didn't come out like this. It grew to this and also got broken a few times to become this. Um, this time. This time. This time. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. And as I said, bloke community, you might have to say, if you see him, say thanks because he allowed this podcast to happen <laughs> by literally. So we had a, a C-section booked in for Monday because it was looking like he wasn't going to come out for like three or four more weeks, way past the due date, because he was so high up. And then Mrs wakes up Sunday. She's like, oh, I think my water's broke, but she wasn't cramping or anything, calls up. They're like, oh, look, just lie down for an hour. See you, go and then give us a call, like she called back up. She's like, look, just come in just to be sure. We go in, they do this test on her. They're like, oh, it's looking like it's negative. Just sit here for five minutes though. Come back in five minutes later, it's positive. You're gonna go into surgery today. So that's eyes up footy from the little one. <laughs>
1: just like his oh, old man, he's built for speed, isn't he? He's built for speed <laughs> and he, th- he cares about the bloke community. He understands
0: his, big, his old man, he has a, uh, <laughs> a connection and a commitment to the bloke community. But as we're speaking about that guys, Father's Day is just around the corner. We have little bloke and big bloke t-shirts and mate, best you believe I'll be wearing mine with (laughs) proud with the big bloke with my little bloke next to me. Um, So that is next Wednesday, sorry, this Wednesday 6 p.m. We've got big bloke, little bloke shirts, very limited supply guys. And we've also got girl dad and daddy's girl shirts. Um, The response has been massive guys, but it is actually a very limited drop similar to the jump, similar to the jumpers. So please set your alarms at 6 p.m. if you want to get them because Very limited drop. Um, And yeah, can't wait. 6 p.m. Wednesday, be there or be scared. We've got a bunch of different colors. And look, it's actually funny because I've seen a few blokes go, uh, how come you didn't make little bloke in men's sizes? Because I want to get my mate one of those shirts saying little bloke. (laughs) Um, So anyway, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Check her out on the website. And footies as well. Oh, and footies as well. We've got mini footies that say little bloke and daddy's girl on them. Which people are loving as well and they uh will be on the website so make sure 6 p.m wednesday but
3: boys how you going very well very well big week for a lot of people on the show obviously you had the baby uh the great guru He's uh, Sydney Roosters kept their season alive as well. And um, Timmy and myself actually connected on LinkedIn, so it's been a massive way. Um, the vibes are high. The vibes, the vibes are, high. are very high. And the Mighty Tigers. And the Mighty Tigers, never in doubt. <laughs> 24-23.
0: Do you reckon my son's a good omen for the Tigers, maybe? I do. I do.
3: Get around him. Uh, great time to jump on board the Tigers as well if he's looking for a team. Uh, so the
1: vibes are high. Yeah. yeah, it is. Good time. Great weekend. Also, the, the mighty Raiders are going top of the, the competition, oh. of the table. Oh. Oh. NRLW Raiders, <laughs> that is. Well, uh, absolutely flying. <laughs> so, flying. And I actually know why, obviously, notably, there's no rugby league guru today, and I can reveal why. Okay. He's, I hate to admit it, but he had a stormer of a weekend in Supercoach. In our little head-to-head battle, it's tight. He's reclaimed the lead, and... The last I'd heard, he's celebrating. He's celebrating. <laughs> he's having a crack. He's oh gone the early God. crow. He's on a bender. He didn't have time for the potty. Last I heard, he had his lid off, skating down George Street. He had a tinny <laughs> bloke in his hand, <laughs> screaming some shit about being the eighth super coach of more. <laughs> <laughs> he just he didn't have time for us boys. So,
0: oh, talk about the early crow. Yeah. Mate, Guru, you're better than that, mate. You've seen way too many winters to be crawling this early. <laughs> way too many winters. Uh, also, don't forget, guys. Make sure you head to Shoe Grab to get new shoes. Free delivery on all orders over $90. At uh, $99, sneakers, casual. Performance, slide, limited exclusives, plus a, plus a bunch of clothes and accessories. Head over to ShoeGrab, Australia's number one shoe market. If you need some new kicks, I actually do need some new kicks soon. Um, I'll be heading to ShoeGrab, absolutely, that's for sure. And it's it's started by a bloke just like myself, an Aussie, just having a go. It's growing rapidly. It's got a store in Melbourne, a store in Sydney. It's absolutely outstanding. So head to ShoeGrab, grab some sneakers, uh, free delivery of any orders over $99. Plus, I've got um, casual sportswear. So check her out um let's get into it though guys we've uh the great hammy he's here he's with us accountability brought to you by Sportsbet. absolute legends over there let's
3: get into a bit of accountability eh, hammy let's do it uh really good week for accountability um someone in particular on the show had an exceptional round that they may or may not be here there may or may not be a bit of a twist at the end of accountability. Oh, so we'll, we'll see how that unfolds. Subverting expectations. Well, you've got to turn up. That's what we say at Bloke. Yeah. Turn up for mates, family, uh, yeah. and accountability. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> someone's about to learn that the hard way.
0: I, I think that says that on our, our next beer case, it's going to say turn up for accountability. Get it on there. Yeah.
1: I, I'm going to get accountable real early. And I know that I had a stink. So I hope, oh, I, I hope, here we I, go. I, I hope this twist has something to do with me being propelled to the top <laughs> of the ladder.
3: He's already making excuses. <laughs> well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the first game, uh, Cowboys 12, Sharkies 32. Uh, only person to collect two points here. To collect any points was uh, Guru. He took the Sharkies oh. in this one. He also said on last week's show, uh, he mentioned the Sharkies Premiership price, 76 bucks heading into last round. Yeah. After that win, they're in at 23 dollars to win the comp. Oh! They've shaved 52 bucks, 53 bucks off their price oh off that win. Oh my God! So big result for them. But. He's not here. He's so not even. So, yeah.
1: Did, did the Raiders' odds blow out after just beating the Bulldogs? Yeah, you're actually in triple figures now. But we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there.
3: Um, all right, Warriors 29, Manly 22. Everyone took the Warriors. Um, the only person to get double points in this one was Matty, who took uh, Manly Ooh. to cover. So, well done, Matty. Um, Tohu Harris, we were talking about this in the green room before yeah. the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> third try in three weeks. Seven dollars anytime try scorer. So he's in a purple pack. Absolutely, and they got the dragons this week. So um, Try scoring machine. He's a try scoring machine. <laughs> um, so worth keeping an eye on him. The next one here. You know uh, what, you could have a market of who's gonna have more tries by the end of the season, Paddy Kerrigan, Alex Twell, or Tohu oh. Harris. Yeah, where? Well, <laughs> Tohu looking pretty good at the moment. Um, hey, 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 hey. Paddy Kerrigan, two in a row, thank you very much. Well, and Alex Twell got a few opportunities to fill up as well, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> all right, next game, we got the Eels, uh, 12 against the Chooks, 34. Um, everyone got two points here, bar Timmy. Who took the eels head to head? Yes, and oh the eels God. to cover. Shit tipping. So, Timmy. Shit tipping. <laughs> after three games, you're seeing him like absolute grains of sand here. <laughs> six hey, of the points. I
1: got the wires.
3: You got one out of six points. <laughs> Every, everything okay at the end of Friday? <laughs> I quarters. told you he's the office person of tipping when
0: the business end of the season yeah. started. He has uh, crumbled. Yeah. He has absolutely crumbled. Yes, well,
1: at least he's turned up today On the Broncos give... of 2022 <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, Wow. <laughs> keep, keep <laughs> these wow. Guys. Well hopefully, hopefully
0: the Raiders make that this year. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> we'll wait and see. Um, the next game, uh, the public holiday game. Tigers 24, fish three. Oh, <laughs> oh god. You dragged me in on a public holiday, Kimpy, but uh, you know, um <laughs> flexible workplace at <laughs> Sportsbet um, you can take the public Holidays when they suit you. you just get okay. it ticked off With your manager um, uh, Never ends out this one For the Tigers oh, what, yeah, Never end out what, what a result Everyone took the Tigers yep. And they took the Tigers to cover Now when we recorded The line was one and a half points The Tigers won by one point So everyone only gets One available point oh. Which is a shame But uh, Come on never Give There's a down. bit of leeway there Never Surely out. Go Tigers <laughs> uh, Next game Titans 14 Panthers 40 um, Everyone went Panthers head to head uh, Denon and Maddie took the Titans to cover. So you've cost yourselves a point there. Sharon and Timmy. Here we he come. You went all in on the Panthers. Here we come. Uh, Dragons 28, Storm 38. Everyone had the storm and the storm to cover. Except Maddie. He had the Dragons plus 14 and a half. So well done again, Maddie. Double points for you. Oh my God. Uh, what a shit, shit week of tipping. Yeah. The next one we've got here is the Knights 29 against South 10. Um, bit of a tough watch this one. I was watching this one with Maddie. L- Luttrell just had a Everything went wrong. Hit the post from right in front, and if we could frame a market at Sportsbet for that clip of him doing a shoey with Luke Combs getting a run on three sixty oh. tonight, dollar <laughs> oh five, I reckon. Might be- close the market. Yeah, market suspended. <laughs> That's going to be getting a flogging tonight. Yeah, uh, we had, like-
1: we'd get a dollar for that. I'm loading. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> um, anyway, um, that, that, that market would get smashed, much like the, the Rabbitohs yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Guru, he took the Knights head to head. Um, so he picked up the two points. Everyone else went the Rabbitohs and the Rabbitohs to cover. So there you go. Oh, man, rabbitos, you let me down. Again, yep. bit, let of, me down. Bit, bit of character building. Then the last one here, uh, the Pooh Slinger. More patience for the Doggies fans here. Milk 36, <laughs> Dogs 24. Um, it's actually Canberra's biggest win of the season. Twelve points. No way. Everyone took the milk, and the milk to cover. We're coming. Uh, (laughs) The the guru he got nice and specific. One to twelve. He went. We love a bit of specificity on accountability. So, he if he was here, he would have come away with a bonus point. Um, So that's it. That's accountability. So where did the where did the leaderboard finish? Um, We had Timmy seven points. Tough week. Five head to head and two of the lines. Uh, Denon, you had eight. Maddie, you had ten. And uh, Guru actually picked every head-to-head result. Wow. Plus he got the bonus point for 1-12, to 12 and he got uh, five out of the eight lines. But he's not here. He would have won with 14. So congratulations to Matty. I'm going to elevate <laughs> you to win it this week. <laughs> oh, my Thank you. God. Thank you. you that's gotta, what you for, get, that. Guru. you got to turn up. Yeah, you got to turn up. You must be here. So um, that's accountability for round 25. Oh, wow. Guru having one of the all-time weekends.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he doesn't turn up. Well, yeah. that's the, the bloke's slogan, isn't it? Turn up. Exactly. It is. Turn up for the boys. Yep. It?
0: Didn't turn up. Yeah. Well, and not talk about getting ahead of yourself. He probably knew that he'd won the tips as well as he did. You know what? He was early crowing in the week with the uh, Cowboys-Sharkies game. Yeah. He put yeah. up that uh, post. He did. Geez, maybe he's just getting a bit too I, big for his boots. I reckon
1: Guru this season's coming last in the tipping. And, and then he threw up a social post of him getting the Cowboys Thursday night. Yeah, yeah he did.
0: That's curse areas. Yeah. Like, he may get this week, but I think that he may have cursed himself he's for of the year. Yeah. Because he's getting a bit too big for his boots, I reckon. A Guru. little bit. A little bit. Unbelievable stuff there. <laughs> so, Matty wins, but he's... Actually, employed by me, so that's me winning. Congratulations, Denon. Thank you. I appreciate it.
3: (laughs) That was a twist. Yeah. And Denon, uh, sorry, and uh, and Guru, turn up. It's not rocket science. Yeah, really
0: isn't. (laughs) We say it every week on the podcast. We do. Turn up for family, mates, and good times. Yeah. (laughs) He's turned up for a good time. Yeah. Just not for his mates. (laughs) Really disappointing. (laughs) Really disappointing. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's accountability brought to you by SportsBet. If you're going to have a punt, obviously, you're going to do it with SportsBet. The best in the business. Make sure to gamble responsibly. And uh, some of those markets, they're very.
3: I mean, seven bucks any time. What do you reckon he's going to be rolling in this week, Tony right. Harris? Well, there's been value for him each week. I reckon he's still going to get about this, maybe a, at least at least five fifty. I'd like the, to think. Who do the Warriors play this week? The Dragons. Oh yeah, every, okay. every chance. Okay. They've been okay, the Dragons. What, but about,
0: what about a market for like the amount of hat-tricks that were scored? Could you like set up a market of, like five or more hat-tricks? Yeah, leave that with me. Okay. Well, you got your best man on it, Kempe, I'll see okay. what I can do. Uh, thanks, mate, thanks. Yeah. Throw that weight around. I
3: will, I will. <laughs> Walk in <laughs> with a Tigers jersey on, going' on, I'm the, I'm the captain now. I do that most days anyway, but uh, <laughs> we'll see if I can get that market up as well. Uh, Alright, so we'll do our tips now for round 26. Um, the first game is Penrith, dollar $1.08 Eels, eight bucks The line in this one, a whopping 19 and a half points Jeez. What are we thinking? You're going go to go the Eels again? You the I'm ones?
1: going Penrith win, obviously yep. But I'm going to go Eels with the 19 and a half start Just because I'm banking on Penrith to rest more players Yep So I'll go Eels to cover Oh
0: This one's tough um,
2: You know what? Panthers to win, Panthers to cover Yep Happy with that. All right, Warriors. I'll I'll do mine because I've got the camera this week. Oh, beautiful. Um, I'm with Timmy. Panthers head-to-head, but Eels with the line.
1: Maddie has one win and all of a sudden he wants to be on camera. (laughs) That's why
3: Guru didn't come in. He told him, no, mate, you're brushed. (laughs) Um, Next game, Warriors, $1.13. Sir George, $6.05. The line, 16 and a half points. I'm
1: going Warriors, but Dragons
3: to cover. Yep. I've liked the Dragons lately.
1: I'll go uh, Warriors
2: to win, Warriors to cover. Warriors to win, Dragons with the start. Like
3: it. And that's the Tolhu Harris game. Check those markets when the team lists come out. Uh, Fish, $3.57. Cowboys, $1.30. Nine and a half is the start. This one's at Suncorp. What was the, the line again? Nine and a half. Oh.
0: Yeah, Cowboys to win, Cowboys to cover. Yep.
1: Cows to win, Cows to cover. And if we get in specific, Dallin is going to get a hat trick in that Warriors game again.
0: Oh, he's yeah. looking for extra oh, wow. points here. Because yeah. okay. you can't Aye. get minus points for making that. Can you get minus points if it doesn't happen? We'll see. We'll see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll let results dictate that. Because yeah, yeah.
0: I'd like to throw in um, all outside backs to score
3: a try for the Cowboys game. And if it goes in, can I get an extra point for that? I feel like, geez, um, that Galifianakis, <laughs> that meme with all the maths equations going around. <laughs> <he's out below. laughs> um. Taking on notice
1: Hammy's just sitting here going Shut up There's more work for me to do next week
2: (laughs) Uh, I'll go Cowboys and Cowboys to cover
3: Yep, like it Uh, Storm, dollar, ten, Titans, seven bucks Eighteen and a half points Another big line This one
0: (sighs) Yeah, Storm to win, Storm to cover I just don't, like I just, Titans I think they're
3: Dunskies Yep
2: Storm, win, Storm, cover Yep Storm, win But Titans at the start
3: Oh Okay Wow like that matty next one game of the round roosters dollar <laughs> 17 tigers five dollars ten line a whopping a ridiculous four ten and a half points i'm i'm going roosters to win but west tigers to cover yep. i think it's a close game
1: i'm going roosters to win roosters to cover i'm going tigers to win the that's game that's the way wow. matty. It's a big, play. Like
0: it's a big play five tens value in mm. my opinion roosters. absolutely
1: Mate, you're you're the ref, obviously, but Maddie for the first time in his life showing some nads there. Like it's, it's half a point. Just give it to him. He's turned
3: it. Yeah, well, yeah. Take, yeah, got the camera on him. He's he's throwing his weight around. I like mm. it. I like it. Good <laughs> aggressive tipping, Maddie, which we Very love. Very aggressive. Uh, then we have got the milk two ninety four Broncos dollar forty one 41, seven and a half points to line this one. Bronx to win. Bronx to cover. <laughs> Let me just get my jaw off the floor. <laughs>
1: <here>. <laughs> uh, Come you, on, it. say
3: it. Say what you really think.
0: <laughs> say what you really think. Hey, you till just
1: you pro- don't have the guts Just to prove that there's no office person shit about This bloke in the Cooma Stallions establishment Bronx to win, Bronx to cover <laughs> Yeah oh, wow. thank, you. Oh, wow. that thank you Clip, Clip that, that up, up. <laughs> Clip that up Clip that up I tip with the head, not the heart
2: <laughs> Bronx to win, Bronx to cover
3: uh, Very nice Alright, next one We've got the Dogs 290 Manly $1.42 uh, The early Pooslinger Sunday, 2pm uh, <laughs> 7.5 points to line this one this is tough. You know what? Dogs to win. Dogs to win. Dogs to win. What? We, what about yesterday? Has he inspired that? Look, I just—I
0: think something's going to happen. I okay. can feel it. You know, I'm going for a big play here. Yep. Yeah, you trying to? You're trying to like? You're not. You're trying to hamper the big play. No, I'm not team. hampering. I'm just trying to d- drill in a little Don't bit any confidence. Over. No, no. I want to. I want to make a big play here, and I'm going yep. dogs to win. Dogs. uh but the, you'll be close game. Yep. I'm talking like two points. I'm okay.
3: Dogs in.
1: I like where you come from Kimberly. You know what I mean? Like, has Manly been
2: that convincing? Nah,
1: their season's done I, I'm i going dogs with you, mate
2: Yes, there yep. we go I'm going complete opposite I'm going Manly And Manly 13 plus like plus. Wow. 13
1: plus? Yeah Holy Tail up job
2: uh,
3: Very good Then the last game this is the, uh, this is the second game of the round After the Roosters-Tigers game This is <laughs> Knights versus Sharks Knights 68 Sharks $2.19 Can't oh, get a ticket mate. to this game Matty's going to be up there He's going to have the rig out, skateboarding down the street <laughs> Jolly John style um, It's good to, see the, good to see the Knights doing well But who you guys got? Oh, this is so freaking tough
0: Three Jeez. and a half to the line as well You like. know
3: what? I'm sick of doubting the Knights I'm
0: backing the Knights in and Knights to cover Yep
1: I'm going Knights to win and cover as well
3: Yep Yep, me too That's it That's it, good luck boys Stay accountable i'll see you boys next week <laughs> thanks man. all righty time for team of the week
0: and hungriest player brought to you by the legends over at Log. it's been an absolute you know a massive success the Log partnership you guys have been outstanding and supporting that and i'm just stoked to be able to give something back to you with the codes but let's get into team of the week at number one Kalen ponger she's louise cannot wait to talk about him greg marju two three Tyron peachy if you had said to me heading into this year, I would have Tyron Peachy in the team of the week, I would have said, you are off your head. He's been one of the great success
1: stories this year. Mate, like how good, like he couldn't get a start at the Tigers. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to say you're slotting into an unbelievable system and there's star players around you. You still have got, got to go out there, do a job, make your one-on-ones, finish mm. off and he hasn't missed a beat.
0: Yeah, there's, and also like there's plenty of people they recruit that don't slot in and kill it. Exactly. You know, like, so it's... Yeah, it's um, yeah, amazing. Uh, Matt Timoko at four. Five, Dalin Witteny-Zelezniak. At six, Luke Keery. Seven, Happy Apikorosau. <laughs> what the hell? How good? Unbelievable on the weekend. Eight, Toby Rudolph. I thought it was his best game of the year easily. Nine, Phoenix Crossland.
1: We're getting to territories now a <coughs> bit like Payne Haas that... Each week he's like, oh, Phoenix, Phoenix, just pick him at nine. Yeah, absolutely. He's just the best hooker in the NRL. Phoenix,
0: I mean, can he, is he a smoky for Dally M Hooker of the Year? Sorry, Harry, you're out. Oh, Phoenix, you're gone. You're Phoenix is in. Jeez, he's improved. Is he the most improved player in the comp? He'd be right up there. He'd be close up there.
1: Not only the most improved player in the comp, but doing it in a position he didn't come through as a junior.
0: And what I love is that speaking to him, like reporters have said, he is actually saying, no, I want to be a nine now. Awesome. Because he was a six or a seven, and now he's saying, no, I want to commit to this and be a nine. Um, which is great signs for the Knights. If, you know, obviously when Braley comes back, he'll be the starting nine, but if he struggles with injury to know that you've got Phoenix ready to go. And also if you can have a, a bench rotation of Phoenix and, and Brayley, maybe they have super, like a lot of impact there. Yeah. You don't have to have Brayley playing eighty. 80. Um, now, 10, Lindsey Collins. What a battler. How many try savers? Yeah. How many try savers? Um, I love Victor Radley's interview after the game too. What the <laughs> hell? Seeds up his ass. Avocado <laughs> seeds. Jeez Louise. I hope there's not some uh, footy players out there going, you know what, I want to try something new on the weekend. Unreal. Unreal from, uh, you know what, it was really good. It was really good to see Victor Radley happy bantering on an interview. How, how many years has it been since we've seen that?
1: It's incredible what a few wins for a footy team can do for the morale of players. Mate,
0: it is so good. We lost that part of Victor, mm. that, that larrikin that we fell in love with You know a few years ago he was such a character of the game and and understandable as a a roosters fan if you're losing you don't want him coming out and talking nonsense you're like mate we're losing but it's just so good to see him back on the mic looks happy great to see at 11. Eli (laughs) katoa single hand like i reckon they don't win that match without Eli katoa he was brilliant like, I genuinely believe Dragons cause an upset if they have don't have Ellicottel in that yeah. game.
1: He's the X Factor in the pack that I've been crying out for. We speak at Nas every week, a soft Solomon, but Ellicottel back to full fitness. Mm,
0: so good. And, like, his first year, he's only going to get better. Nat Butcher at 12. Uh, Joseph Tapaner at 13. I know he started at 10, but eventually he does move into that 13 role, and he kind of does play like a 13 anyway. Uh, at 14, Adam Van Blake. I mean, you may as well keep him inside every week. Mm-hmm. 15, Royce Hunt, crazy impact. 16, Terrell May, my boy, unbelievable impact again. And 17, Toe Harris. I mean, you could have put him in there. You could honestly, you could have put Tohu Harris in your team of the week every week this year, and I wouldn't have said that You know, outside. Even the weeks he didn't play, I'd probably just be like, you know what, he deserves it. Yeah.
1: You wait waiting each week for one of his limbs to come <clears> off. There's that much strap and tape on there. He doesn't just come out and play 70 to 80 minutes, but like three tries on the trot, not just mm. shit ones, diving on a loose ball or something like that, running hard, hitting yep. holes. They've been awesome tries.
0: Now, time for Hungriest Player. This week, the Hungriest Player is... Kalen Ponger, that is right. Kalen Ponger is the hungriest player player brought to you by Menulog, the absolute legends. The code this week, it's not Ponger, it's Kalen. K-A-L-Y-N. Because we can't use, we've Kalen Ponga has won it before. We can't use the same code twice. So the code is Kalen, and you get free delivery when you spend $15 or more. That is that is the best deal. $15 bucks more free delivery. That's unbelievable. So use code Kalen for free delivery when you spend $15 or more. That is thanks to our absolute legend partners, Menulog. Get in there. If you're going to order some food to come to your house, use Menulog, download the app, and use code Kalen to get free delivery when you spend 15 bucks or more.
2: Knights have won seven in a row. They got the Sharks at home this Sunday. Then they got the Dragons. Do you reckon Ponga has any chance of winning the Dallium? Ooh.
0: I, I think people picked up too many points early on. Because like Payne has been playing like this all year, Sj has been playing like this all year. Whereas Payne, what Kalen missed, he, he missed, missed
1: like, round three to round seven. Came back quite shoddy for a few yeah. games. He has played round eleven to round eleven twenty five since then. Obviously didn't miss anything through Origin, so probably missed too many. But
0: I'd say you do. I'd say he might be in the top five.
1: I think he will be. Yeah, yeah
0: which is what a year. What yeah. a bloody year. Um you now we'll talk about it more on the game, but just to see Caelan Ponga doing what he's doing at the moment. It, it, it very rarely do you see a kid that you have a whole club's future placed on their shoulders, essentially as a teenager. Very rarely does it come true. And for Caelan Ponga, for many years, it looked like it wasn't going to come true. I think we're finally starting to believe, like, hang on a sec. Are we seeing Newcastle get back to the glory days of Joey Johns? Like, I, I believe we might be at the start and it's only one season. They've got so long to go towards a premiership. But put it this way, imagine how much easier it is for their recruitment officers than it was three months ago. Imagine their, their recruitment officers at the start of the season going out to try to recruit players and get youngsters, get players from other clubs. Imagine them going now to the clubs and to players and saying, look at, this, look at the sellouts we're getting. Look at Calen Ponga, look at what we've got building here. It is incredible what we're seeing. And I'm so happy for Caelan that, you know, he is fulfilling, you know, his destiny to a, to a degree.
1: Yeah, and you look at the fact that you say, oh, how still a fair way away from premiership and whatnot, but what's changed this year? They've gone on this incredible run, seven on the trot, and what's changed? It's Caelan Pong coming back from injury. I know he came back a little bit earlier, but he was a little bit slow to find his feet, which he was had every right to be after a few head knocks. Mm. Back to fullback Playing sensational The whole team is up The Newcastle faithful Who through all the darkest oh. times Still turned up And the Knights Like You know You've got Penrith on their own pedestal up top Probably the Broncos just behind them mm. Outside of that And including the Broncos The way the Knights playing The way they're playing I think they can beat anyone on their day Penrith Who they've pushed a couple <clears> of <throat> times this year mm. you know, I think come final stage They're a different kettle of fish But they're incredible.
0: Yeah. I mean, I said, it, I said it um, before the game last, like, Rabidos. If they play well, I argue that they're at least in the top four or five teams form-wise in the comp right now. Like, if I had to rate my teams, I'd either have Warriors at fourth or the Knights at fourth as to form-wise, if they were head-to-head to play coming into this week, I would give the Knights a chance against the Warriors. I'd give them a chance against the Storm um i'd give him a chance against the broncos and penrith
1: but i do think the broncos and penrith are just a little bit on a tier above that which is crazy to think crazy and you look at i've said this a few times over the last month and i'll continue to say it but we all talk about how good penrith are and you know broncos to a slightly less degree but Finals football can disrupt some funny things. Mm. What happens if it's prelim final, Panthers versus Broncos, and one of them two misses out? That leaves the side of the draw for someone to make a run. Why yep. can't it be the Knights? All of a sudden, whoever it is on that side of the draw that makes a grand final, you get to grand final day, anything can anything happen. Anything
0: can happen. I mean, look at Penrith. They went on like a 17-game, 18-game mm. winning streak, got into the final against the Storm, opened the half with like a 20-nil loss. Yep. Like the first half was 20-nil down. And with the Knights... They, you know, aside from some tough 50-50 calls, or you could say they weren't 50-50 calls, you could say they were purely tough calls, they nearly beat the Broncos. They nearly beat the Broncos and the Broncos were essentially at full strength. They nearly beat the Panthers. And nearly beat the Panthers. Twice, didn't they? Dominated the storm. Mm. So it's like, are they really that far away from it? Like, I I genuinely am excited. If they can just make some right decisions in recruitment, if they can just make some right calls. And the, the good thing going forward is, is it's been hanging over their head with Caelan Palmer at fullback, is he a six, is he a six? It's been doing that for a few years now, which actually it ruins your recruitment because such a crucial crucial position, you don't know which one to get, a fullback or a six. And we know that it ruined their recruitment this year because they lost a front rower to get a fullback that's now not in the side. Um, but now going forward, it's like KP is a fullback. Out and out, leave him there. We don't need to bring him to the front line because Hastings has released him. Their, their recruitment just gets completely freed up. They know exactly what they need to do. They know exactly the direction they need to head. So I'm super excited. Plenty of work to go, plenty of, um, you know, plenty of hard work ahead of them, but they are absolutely heading in the right direction, finally, and I feel like they're all on board. They were amazing on the weekend. And it's, it's not just like one performance we're seeing from them. This has been, what, six, seven weeks in a row where we've seen these incredible performance beating top tier sides. So I'm so excited for the night, so excited for Kaelin um,
1: We're not there yet, but <coughs> God, I'm excited to see KP in finals
0: Oh yes, absolutely KP in finals is going to be Because we see what it does at Origin Yeah. Well, doesn't it make that <laughs> fullback for Queensland next year so hard Heading into like Origin series with KP and Reese Walsh Jeez Louise um, Yeah, I cannot wait Now also Make sure to get into your uh, local bottle. Bloke Lager is on special in all celebration stores in New South Wales and Queensland. Look for your nearest celebration store on their website and get down there and grab a case of Bloke for a up price. It is the beer of rugby league, guys. If you love rugby league, if you love the podcast, go down, grab a case of beer because that's what keeps us moving. That's what keeps the lights on, guys, is you guys supporting the beer and you get a free uh, podcast or, you know, podcast all week. Um, by supporting us through the beer, plus it's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful beer. Get down to your local celebrations, grab a case of bloke beer, or grab a six-pack of the lager or the midi. It is bloody beautiful, I promise you. And it's a beer for blokes that turn up for family, mates, and good times. Let's get into the NRL games. Sharkies defeat the Cowboys, 32 to 12. Uh, what an important win for the Sharkies. Jeez, it's been incredible to see them hold on to their season, to see them turn things around. They looked. Out for the count, like they put it this way, their season was like Tyson Fury like versus Deontay Wilder, <laughs> where he was knocked out and then he woke up from the dead. That's the Sharky season. I thought they were done.
1: They're back. The Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker. <laughs> they are the Undertaker of the season. That was like I I love boxing when it's all. I'm not a fanatical follower, mm. but I watch all the big fights. That was one of the greatest moments oh I have God. ever seen in sport. It was.
0: I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> no. He was dead. Yeah. <laughs> And then he just goes, boom, boom, up, and then he wins the rest of the round. What the hell? Oh. Um, and that's the Sharkies this this uh, season. They were
1: done. They were done. And the best thing about it is we, Billy Slater spoke about it a, a month or so ago when they were in all sorts and they couldn't defend. Mm. And they go, just throw everything at him, go all out attack and just out point, point mm. sides. That might be their only saving grace. But their defence has picked up so much as well. Massively. And that's what's great to see. They look like it, a different side. Because it becomes, all right, maybe they can grind a team out. We know they've got the flash and the points in them to do some damage come finals time. And they're such an enjoyable team to watch, the Sharkies. So much strike across the park because they have had their defensive issues. There's always points in the game. They're easy to get around and, and follow and get excited for. So another team that now, out of nowhere, looks like they're going to be cemented into finals footy. And I wouldn't want to play, you'd him, in to play him. You'd yeah. hate to play him. You'd hate to play like. I hate to play them versus the Knights week on a finals. one of the great Stop games it. of footy. Stop
0: it. Get a little, so get a little
1: teaser this weekend, but
0: mate, it's um, it's so good to see and and like although I understand the idea behind look, just attack, score more points, maybe reassess in the off season, but I think the courage or the determination shown by Fitzgibbon of, okay, we could do that, but how are we ever going to win a premiership like that? Yeah. You know, So we could just go all out footy, we go out on our sword, it happens. But he's gone, no, no, I, he's there to win a comp. He's not there to make the eight. And I, I love the fact that um, Fitzy has done that. And, and the guys that have come in, had a few weeks together now, they look, their defence looks like a different side.
1: Well, Wade Graham, watch, left edge, all the poor defence this year was coming off, or the large majority of it, I should say, was coming off how poor that left edge were defensively. He's mm. come in. They had just conceded like some, like something two or three tries in about a month since he's come in. Mm. They conceded one on the weekend and that was nothing wrong with Reeds or anything. It was the Valamai try where it was just a brilliant finish and everyone was in position. He just fended off CIFAR. Yeah. Really, really good wingers finished out from Valamai. Yeah. But that left edge, it's completely changed. It's completely changed.
0: The only other line break I saw was... Just a miscommunication with Trindle on the outside, like mm. the outside got up, Trindle backed off, and then there was a gap in between. Trindle did slip over, but that's just inexperience. That's mm. not, um, you know, that's not poor systems. They had the right decision. If Trindle had have gone towards the ball player, it would have he would have tackled him. That's just inexperience of working together.
1: Yeah, that's all it that is. And, and then that edge is now racking up games together. We mm. mentioned Wade Graham, how good he's been there. A little blip there for Trindle, but he's been terrific for them defensively as well. They can keep this up Who they can knows? shake things up come finals time which like how could rugby league just within the space of a month yeah. 10 different teams you like contenders pretenders and then that flips around and it's like how the hell do you predict this it's game
0: unbelievable and the good thing for the sharky is i know you know it would suck for matty Moilan because i'm sure he wants to play nrl but they don't have to make that tough call anymore like trindle is the six and look, he may go on and play some poor footy and maybe Matty Moylan comes back on, I, I'm not sure. But they've almost taken that tough call out of your hands. It's, put it this way, let's say Matty Moylan, you know, he played really good last year. Defensively, he wasn't so good this year, but attacking-wise is good. But let's say his defense was okay. He goes into next year, has a solid year. That decision becomes even harder then, because you're like, oh, do we put Trindle in, but Matty Moylan got us to a prelim? Or mm. Whereas now you go, well, you know, Trindle's won that spot for, for now um we don't because the worst thing would have been what if trindle let's say he wasn't getting a start he gets midway through next year and he's like i'm done like i'm not waiting any longer and he goes to another club then you're like oh my god we just lost our next six like heinz and trindle can be the half sparing for at least another five years um so really really exciting for the sharkies and i will say as well with nico i was always really interested to see how does he react when things all go wrong because everything went right for him last <laughs> year. It was the perfect year. M takes sharks out of the, you know, out of the 8 into the top 8. Gets him into finals footies, plays incredible rugby league. Not a thing single thing goes wrong. That's not to discount the hard work that he did. I'm sure there were plenty of weeks where he was busted and he didn't couldn't didn't want to play mm. or it was hard to get up for a game. It's not to discount his incredible efforts, but it's how does he react when everything's going wrong? You know, this year comes around, starts the year incredibly well gets picked for origin, gets dropped, has that you know, terrible moment where he, he still seems to be hurting from it, um, feels like he's let his state down, and look how he's responded. That's the sign of a champion, is how do you respond when things aren't going your yep. way? Have you got that at the Sharkies?
1: That, the, the brief origin experience, which he came out and said how gutted he was, how he let the state down, that could have crushed a lot of players, especially 100. Nico isn't young. But he's still relatively early in his career. Second year of fourth first year grade. Full yeah, there you go. So and to see him bounce back the way he has, and the best thing about the Shark is why it gives you a bit of hope. They're so well balanced, one to seventeen with their attack, and it was the same when Matty Moylan was in there as well. But Nico's been good the last three to four weeks. when once when they've turned their form around, mm. but he hasn't had a hand in all their tries and been super dominant. Like there's been plenty of good attack coming off Trindle. Mm. Connor Tracy was. The best player on the field for me on the yep, weekend. So good. Coming in at fullback. <coughs> he's so good.
0: Tough question for you. Kennedy, fit, what would you do? Uh, I, I love Kennedy. And I, I would even make the argument that on his day, he may offer a little bit more – in attack. well, not a little bit more, more an attack. But I think you can't change this. You couldn't change this.
1: I know. Because like, ideally speaking, I, I think – like this set. When's Kennedy due back? Finals. That's a, it's just such an awkward time frame. Like he doesn't even get one game to come yeah, back to come in. come in and see how he goes. I, I would love, like if we're talking round one next year, going Kennedy fullback, because yep. I think he's earned that spot. Mm. And then you have kind of Tracy at, say, centre, yep. and have them both. Mm. But if they do this for another two weeks and go win-win, lead into finals, oh, it's pretty hard to change, isn't it?
0: I, c- I couldn't change it. Not, not because I'm saying that Connor Tracy is a better footballer. He's definitely different. Mm. I just... How could you change what's doing so yep. well for him right now? What do you reckon, Matty?
2: Uh, no, I'd put Kennedy back in. I just think there's... A, I, as much as I love Connor Tracy, there's a few things in his game that could... Like, that Kennedy could do that he can't... That come finals time, I reckon, could cost them. Tracy, for example, against South didn't score a try that I reckon Kennedy would have. I reckon there's a few... I reckon Kennedy's just a little bit better and... Um, yeah, I think you need your best team. But do you think it's
0: better for the team though? Are I, they a better side right now? Right now, with Kennedy or Tracy, that argument,
2: I, I definitely say. So I think
0: Kennedy's a better footy player. Yeah, I, I, I think as in, maybe Connor could eventually progress to yeah, being a better sure, footy for player. For sure, the beauty
1: yeah. is, Tracy can play about six different positions.
0: Yeah, yeah. but like on the weekend, he ran for two hundred seventy-three meters. He had twenty-eight runs. He had four tackle breaks. You know what I mean? Like that's you, you're not really getting that. Kennedy's a slick player at yeah. the back. He can run for a lot of if he wants to, but he's going to have like three or four tries assists because that's how slick he is with the ball in hand.
2: Yeah, so. it's a tough one. It's, it's a bit, such it's, a tough call. It's a bit like Sam Walker in the Roosters as well. Yeah, like they're, yeah. They're, they're they're obviously Sam. They want Sam Walker back, but they want a win that That's no a way. great point.
0: I wouldn't change that either because I just think like you may not be the best footier player one on one. But what is happening what is working best for the team right now mm. keep that until it's not working
1: and w- this is one that you really can't answer unless you're a player on the field or you know you have a chat to the shark coaching staff but we talk about that left edge and how good it's been has connor tracy's talk at the back in his organization has that had a massive impact yeah. on it because yeah. the timing of it has pretty well coincided with Tracy coming into fullback and that left edge defensively becoming rock-solid maybe it hasn't maybe I I don't know I'm not out there, but but that's the thing though like
0: All we know is is right now. They're playing great footy So why would you want to change anything in that if that roster is good to go? I believe you play it until they're not playing good footy and then you go, okay Kennedy earned the respect earned the right. He's I wouldn't say he's a senior player But he's more senior probably than Connor in how many games he's played for the Sharkers over the last couple of years, then you may bring him back in. But until then, I'm like, damn, it's hard to, to pull him out. It's,
1: it's the biggest, I would argue, the biggest part of a fullback's job is that talking defence and, and saying, you know, you know, we need four on this side, Massive. four on this side. You and A go to the other side, let's switch, and getting those numbers right and getting the count right. You mentioned with Kevi Walters last week, how the whole game's going on. Got it wrong, or got it wrong, got it wrong. Mm. But as an onlooker, you know, we can't hear the talk there. We don't know yeah. if people are listening or doing the wrong thing. So you don't know unless you speak people to the club yeah. internally. Mm. So maybe Tracy's chat there is, is fantastic. I know I've spoken to people at certain clubs and they've said, this fullback's chat isn't there. And that's why we keep getting kept short, caught short on this side or this mm. side.
0: Uh, well, it's one of Billy Slater's kind of uh, traits mm. that a lot of people don't talk about is his talk at the back They anyone that's played with billy reckons he he just constantly he's like a coach pretty much on the footy field and it's like it is it is a you know and it's hard to say because you just don't know maybe it's a, a coincidence because there's so many other factors that would make the sharkies play good rugby league the season could be over they could bounce out of the eight maybe that's what shorted up maybe it's wade graham you know maybe will kennedy's a better speaker at the back
1: maybe you yeah, just like, yeah you just don't, don't know.
0: know um but it's but
1: the timing is like it's so tough so Kennedy's... How many games he played at for? He's played the last three weeks at least. He's played the last three weeks at least and the defence has been terrific.
0: Yeah, it's tough. So it's, I wonder what Fitz is going to do there. Because, like, you can... Whatever decision he makes, you can understand. Like, Kennedy has earned the right to come back into that mm. side. But at the same time, it's like, do you want to mess up a, a good thing that's, that's building? If they beat the Knights this
1: week and then beat the Raiders... There's no way you be can They'll like, what, it. five on the trot? You can't change You
0: can't it. change anything then. You can't change... Yeah. So really, really interesting to see what they do there. Um, I want to talk about uh, Toby Rudolph and also the bench. Mm -hmm. I thought uh, the Sharky's bench and Toby Rudolph were outstanding. And, you know, Toby Rudolph, I thought, had his best game of the season. Um, But you look at, okay, so Toby Rudolph had a great game. Royce Hunt had a great game. Thomas Hazelson had a great game and you go. You sit there and go, when was the last time you really thought that the Sharkies' front row rotation had a really good game, dominated
1: the opposition? You left out the Stallion there, mate. Oh, That's my your, your Kuma bias. <laughs> your, your hatred of Kuma and the Stallions coming. Jack Jackoom's had the most metres of all of them. <laughs> but you're right. They're, they're all being terrific. Mm. And they all offer something slightly different. There's no, there's no letdown, is there? Mm-hmm. When you go through the bench rotation yeah. and, and you see with a club like Parramatta who over the years, a little bit, recent years, when Bolo goes off, when Campbell Gillard goes off, and if there's a few injuries, they're just a bit lighter on. Mm. You know, Hammond New LA goes off, Rudolph will go off, mm. there's more big boys, boys coming on and they're having the same sort of impact. Mm. It's a good position to be in.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a game where for 80 minutes the Sharks forward pack pretty much dominated the other one. Mm. I it's been a while. It's yeah. been a while, which is good signs that their forward pack is starting to play the way they we know they can play.
1: They've got watching them quite closely on Thursday night. I love their shape off Brayley, the forwards in and around the ruck. Mm. They get a lot of barge over tries and they run in pairs. Mm. Early on in this game, when it was a little bit closer and the Cowboys went out to a lead, I was watching and I do think just like coming out of their own end and going downfield. They're very, they're quite one out. They were on the weekend, I should mm. say, quite one out. I'd like to see them running in partnerships a bit more, running mm. in pairs. You know, I, I speak about, it. I think the best example this year are the Warriors who do that incredibly well through Toru, Fanuwa Blake. What they do around the line, brilliant, mm. but just coming off their own end, I think it'll make life so much easier for them. Mm.
0: I wonder how how old, can you get up, to, like, their forward pack's age, like Rudolph, Ueli, uh, Hunt, Hazleton, Williams, because I'd be really interested to see, like, are they a young forward pack, comparatively speaking? Two you know, are, are they, like, 25, 26?
1: There wouldn't be many in that that are not only any from be over 30.
0: So it's like, does, is, does that, is that something that they can add to their game over the next? Because, like, they're a relatively inexperienced. Like, the players I just named, they they're relatively inexperienced. So you go, okay, if they get into 100, 150 in old games, will they start adding that ball playing? What do you got there, Matty? Oh.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, Toby Rudolph is 27. Hamlin, New LA, Hamlin, LA, Sorry, is 28. Hazleton is 24. Royce Hunt's 28, and Jack Williams is 26.
0: Okay, so they're they're older to a degree, not old old, but experience wise, you know, they're they're all under 150 games abouts. Have you got that there? Uh, yeah, that will be they would be about that. Yeah. So I wonder, as they get more games under their belt, will they start adding those things into their game and really? Because like you look at a guy like Payne Haas, it's only really been this year where he started out a bit of ball playing to his game, and he's he just hit 100 games.
1: I don't think it's hard, though. I don't think there's much experience to it. It's, Mate, hey, if one bloke's going up, one off mm. the rack by himself, coming off out of his own end, you just push up with him. I think well, it's little effort areas.
0: It's, but the effort areas comes with, like when you're 18, I know mm. it's 18, like when you're an experienced in NRL, those things aren't second nature to you. So when you're fatigued, you don't do it? Yeah, yeah, true. And so with these guys, they may not be second nature yet to go, I'm fatigued, I need to to be there. You kind of make excuses, and that's why older forwards are usually a little bit better. And
1: it's it's where, like, Wade Graham coming in, whether he kills it or not, just that. The experienced head there, Ken McInnes. Yeah. It's a a relatively experienced pack, but quite young, so them two in there.
0: Yeah. And you've got missing Dale as well, which is, you know, big
2: out. Uh, none None of them played 100 games. There There's a couple of like high 90s, but yeah. out of the five I named.
0: And so you look at a guy like Payne, I know he's way younger, but it's really been this year that he's added a few extra things to yep. his game. Because um, as a forward, it's not really to get around the 100 game mark that you understand exactly where you're at. Like even I remember one interview interviewed Gordy Tallis. It wasn't until about year 2000, I think, where he said he fully understood what he offered to a rugby league match. And he would have been like fuck, late 20s at least by then. Um, yeah, so really good stuff for the Sharks. I'm so happy for them. I really am. It is uh, it is crazy to think how ironic, I guess, life is that the Shark- the Cowboys who knocked them out last year, but also who, you know, six weeks ago you would have said, oh, the Cowboys, they're on their way to a premiership. The Sharkies, uh-oh. Like, we are worried about them and maybe it was one year. And they play each other, and this is basically the point they meet at a point where whoever wins this match essentially approves to the other per- the other team, like... We're the ones on the way up. You're the ones on the way down. They get to the Cowboys and, um, yeah, the Cowboys are clearly nowhere near where they should be.
1: The best part of it, like, from a Sharky's perspective, the Sharkies the cows were coming off the bye. Mm. They were at home. They had Everything no excuse, to play yeah, for. Yeah, everything to play for and Sharkies are way too good for them. And
0: I, what's weird is, like, 20 minutes in, I was sitting there going, Cowboys are just a tougher footy side. I was thinking they're just getting out tough here. To Sharks started really well and... But I, the Cowboys are just tougher. That's, that's, in my mind, I thought the Cowboys were a tougher footy side heading into this match. The Sharks out-toughed them. The Sharks yeah. were like, no, nah. they didn't blink. They didn't even, you know, flinch at the fact that the Because Cow- I didn't think, aside from maybe the back end of each half, I thought the Cowboys played pretty well.
1: They weren't that bad. They weren't... They didn't play poorly. They were outplayed. By they were myself.
0: outplayed. I like, they lacked great creativity, but I thought their forward pack... And even there, I mean, both teams essentially completed 100% for like nearly 20 minutes.
1: How good was the start of that it's game? So good. Where they were just go waiting, as you said, waiting for the other one to blink. Yep. And no one did for about 20 minutes. So good. They were both, yeah, it was about the first 20, they were like, 10 18th 10. minute first error. Great, that's what you so want to see. So um,
0: good. And so what I was amazed at is usually sharks just completely, like, they just struggle in those, they don't want to get in the grind. Yeah. They were like, no, nah, we're doing it 80 minutes. So it was really, really good. Now onto the Cowboys. Um, Really, really disappointing for the Cowboys. Struggle with creativity when they did have attacking ball. Uh, I would say they were the first person to probably flinch in that in that like standoff at the start. They were the first person to flinch. Um, I don't believe it's a disaster year for the Cowboys, but I do believe it is a disappointing year for the Cowboys. I think that you know it's the age-old saying: you have got to pick those points up early in the season, so later on. You can afford to have when you get injuries or something goes wrong. You can afford to drop a few games, and I think the the, the Cowboys' start to the season is really coming back to biting the ass.
1: Yeah, well, they started terribly, and they went through this passage where we went, "All right, this is the Cowboys we know and love, what mm. we saw last year," and we were saying again, not on penance level, but they could be sort of outside <coughs> premiership contenders again. Mm. Three losses on the trot when Crazy. they mattered most. So they what well, they won about five six on in a row, mm. really disappointing from them. Yeah. Like. Because we know they promise so much, much like the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who we know they promise so much, not even close to where they should be. Yeah. And we thought we they'd turn that corner, the Cowboys, but they haven't.
0: And it's I just think that like a game like this, we you go, you know what, Sharky's probably had their best game of the season. They beat us thirty-two to twelve. If you pick up those early wins, you can drop these games mm. and go, you know what, we just got beaten by a better side yep. tonight, boys. We act, we all had a crack. I don't think anyone can um, discount their effort. I thought they had a massive, massive crack. It just didn't work for them. But because you look, drop those games early on, you just
2: can't afford to have these matches.
0: Yeah. You just can't.
2: So the Cowboys, um, they won six in a row, but there was two buys as well. So it was over an eight-week period. So it seemed like a, a, like a two-month chunk that they won. But outside of that, they're five from sixteen. Mm. Jeez. Wow.
1: So then you look at them now. What are they're equal points with the Bunnies, but the Bunnies are plus sixty better differential. They've got the Dolphins this week, a game they should be winning.
0: Well, some some pundits were like, they can win the premiership this year. Yeah. That's how good they were playing at some period.
1: And then they play Penrith, round 27 in Penrith, and that was a game where we were sort of suspecting potentially mass restings for the Panthers. Mm. The way it looks like Ivan Cleary is doing it, he's staggering those restings. Mm. We've seen him sit just a couple each week, so... That game will then become all right. They might have a couple out Penrith, but at Penrith, they're still probably going to start having favourites.
0: And their season's may maybe over by then. I mean, I know that technically, if they win their next two games, they technically could make the eight. Um,
1: well, they're they're still right in it. Like mm. Bunnies are eighth on twenty eight, Cowboys and Roosters are ninth and tenth, both on twenty eight as well. Mm. So Bunnies get the buy. Yeah. So Bunny's got the, the
2: bye this
0: week. It's pretty simple for and Cowboys. The
2: they need to win both their games yep. and they need South to lose the last game and they're in.
0: Yeah. Wow. So that Rabbitohs game, that last game is like... It's huge. It's a grand final for them pretty much.
1: The, the other thing that would be interesting, Matt, is if... So 61-point differential between the two. If the Cowboys can turn up this week mm. against the Dolphins and just go, you oh. know win by 40 or 50 yeah. it just brings that yeah it brings the differential into to around 27 as well yeah. so got to do it but dolphins missing a few they do get a few back
2: this week but it it, do, it does but i don't see the cow if they wait if they beat penrith i don't see him being penrith by more than be, one yeah. <laughs> yeah good point good point
0: um in regards to performances look it's it's i guess Little things, I, I've, I've actually liked uh, Leilua's progression this year for the Cowboys. I think that he's really shown consistency. Um, I think that he's turned himself into a much better rounded player than he was in yesteryear where you kind of felt like he was impact player back in the day. Whereas I think this year, he's actually been one of their more consistent forwards in my opinion.
1: Less highlight reel moments, not a bad thing though.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because we know he can get, he can, those yeah. highlight reels can, ha- reels can happen. Um, Look, I, I'm loath to be too critical because we know that he's got – I think he's got a grade three AC thing, and he needs a reconstruction to deny. So I'm very, like, hesitant to be critical, but it was one of those games where he had nine, nine tackles, Where you, are, you would hope that that was gone from his game. As I said, he needs a shoulder reconstruction. So I can kind of yeah. cut him a bit of slack. It's very – look, once you cross the line, you cross the line, yeah. and you're, you're playing you can't have any excuses – but I think there has to be some kind of reality where you go, mate, he needs a shoulder, Rico. Like, he missed nine tackles. Yes, he has done it in the past, but it's been quite a while since he's done something like
1: that. Yeah, not short on back rails either. Mm. The cows. So, yeah, not one of his best. I will shout out his hit on Royce Hunt oh. to start the second half. That was, again, like I don't, there's some tough as hell back rows in the competition. This isn't saying the night isn't tough because, as you said, he needs a shoulder Rico and he's out there playing NRL. he's hitting tough. Royce Hunt. <laughs> but to go out there and just come yeah. in that second half, they would have been given a rev up going, boys, your season's on the line, He would mm. need it. And he started the second half with one of the great hits off the kickoff, mm. dropped the ball, got them all up and going. That was...
0: So heavy. good. I, what has shocked me is, like, far out he's athletic. He's 20. Yeah. He's 20. He's 20. And he's doing, Royce Hunt is massive. He is massive. Imagine once Nanai fills out what he's going to be doing to bikes. Terrifying. 20 years old and he's, you know, so that's where I'm like, okay, not the best, but it's 20 years old. Like, we, this is guy is a kid still.
2: He's a kid. Not not only that, like, that hit was amazing. But the kickoff before that, which was late in the second half, Royce Hunt made 20 metres and broke about three tackles. So Royce Hunt had just come off yeah. one of the best kickoff, like, runs of the game, well, the best of the game. And the next one, I folded him.
0: Yeah, so good to see. So good to see. Um, so, yeah, bit hard to be critical, but... It is what it is, I guess. Uh, outside of that, I, I do think Jason Tamalolo's been a bit quiet for a while now. And yeah,
1: especially in his 250s. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I wonder what's happening there. He just doesn't. I don't know. He just maybe his body isn't feeling as explosive as it usually is. I mean, he has had the longest career, and it's been pure his physicality that's done it. Um, and it's not. I don't think he has played poorly in all those games. There's been some games where he's been almost the difference, but. He hasn't had the same impact as we know Jason Tamlolo has.
1: Yeah, and not, still not that old. It used to be just an expectation that he turns every single game he plays in. He's yeah. unbelievable. Now it's like they're becoming fuel fewer, fewer between.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm going, you know, does he need a big rest in the off-season? You know, do you ease him back into things? Because he's still got it in him. You know, what, there's been games on the line where he's come off the bench and just completely changed it. Uh, but, yeah, it was a little bit quiet. Um, on the weekend And not not his barnstorming best But maybe that was just the Sharkies You know It's so defense. easy
1: to sit here And, and say oh, Some players stats were down Didn't look at their best Sometimes you do You have to sit back And give credit to the opposition don't you? And, yeah. and maybe this is one of them times
0: And it was Sharkies Best performance yep. by a long shot yep. uh, I thought um, Chatty Townsend Looked a little bit mm. Lost in attack at times In good ball so the, I, I, Which is surprising Because they've got you know they've had this spine now for quite a while and a spine of Robson, Townsend, did and Drinkwater lot, like, that's a top
1: tier spine. who have all stayed pretty largely fit over the last two seasons, haven't missed many. Drinking missed a few at the start of the season to suspension but I think the rest of them played most games this season. Yeah and
0: like it's, it's not like the Cowboys didn't have opportunities. They did yeah. have good ball, they just seemed to lack that that punch at the line.
1: They're two games without Val Holmes, Oh yeah. Two but punch at dis- the line, two, yeah. Two pretty disappointing losses, and just we know he obviously in tap, but defensively he's such a glue on that edge. So, oh, that was a big loss for them. So I think gonna- we're seeing how big a loss it was. Though. Yeah,
0: agreed. And also, how many times he shifts momentum in sets? Yeah, what g- gives them good ball because like, that's what Dearden plays so well at. When it's fast, play the balls in your face rugby league. Dearden's on the front foot, um, and then so when it was a little bit slower and they didn't have that, it just looked like when they got into good ball, they just didn't seem to have that same connection as they usually do. That same, you know, digging deep into the line, creating numbers on the edge. So, you know, look, as I said, I don't think there was, I I was reading some comments basically saying the Cowboys were terrible. I don't think they were terrible. I really don't. Like I, were they as good as they can be? Absolutely not. But I thought they had a red hot crack. They just, a a few things didn't go their way. They weren't great. They weren't good. They were okay. Whereas the Sharks were probably nearly the best they can be. and it was just one of those nights for them. It's just one of those nights for them. and unfortunately, at the start of the year, they just haven't. They yeah, just lost like, those points.
1: They completed at eighty three percent. And you can look at that two ways. You could go: they completed at eighty three percent. Why did they only score two tries? I guess. But well, that's
0: what I'm saying with the creativity. I think they lacked a little mm, bit in, in yeah. attacking ball.
1: No, I'm with you. I don't think they were. I don't think they were as bad as the scoreline suggests. Disappointing, sure, but not that
0: bad. Yeah, agreed. I think the scoreline. Doesn't, I, I would have been happy with like a 24-12. I reckon mm. that's about where it was at, which is not bad. Like the Sharkies are above them on the table. I think people forget that. Like Sharkies are above yeah. them on the table. We think that the Sharkies are below them. Um, all right, on to the next game. Warriors defeat the Seagulls, 29-22. Let's get the big call out of the way. <laughs> Reuben Garrick is a bouncing ball. He jumps up to catch it. It's not a kick. It's a bouncing ball. He gets his legs taken out from underneath him. Now by the letter of the law... It's not a penalty, uh, Graham Mannersley has come out and said he wasn't in a dangerous position uh, oh, I don't know if he said that, but he said like he didn't go past horizontal, he wasn't lifted and driven into the ground Landed on his back, it wasn't a kick Give me your thoughts, was it a penalty or not a penalty?
1: So, correct me if I'm wrong, but as I said, a letter of the law Where it's a bouncing ball, there's no like tackling there, that sort of thing mm. But the referee can use their discretion to say this person was put in a dangerous position in which case it could have been a penalty. Like he get the quote pe- up please from Graham yeah. I- I'm pretty sure the ref does have the discretion t- to t- yeah, to say he was put in a dangerous position in which I would imagine that would outweigh the fact that there's no tackle in the air for a bouncing ball so it probably should have been a penalty. Mm. Yeah,
0: I'm 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 really torn on this one because I'm too. So so, so like some arguments are we've been so, you know, duty of care and we got Mm. a no head highs first of all i want to get rid of this this idea of duty of care rugby league players in the nrl do not have a duty of care to the opposition they have a responsibility to play within the rules that's it they don't have a duty of care of like not hurting someone nothing like that it is the nrl that have a duty of care towards the players when i'm on a field i don't have a responsibility to not hurt you yeah so that, I just want to get rid of that saying, I mean, not, not get rid of it, <laughs> but in my opinion, it's just a, it's a nothing saying, players don't have a duty of care. Um, so like technically he didn't go past the horizontal, but put it this way, if he gets straight up, does, are we as upset about it? And also people saying like he was injured, therefore we've got to get rid of the idea that if someone's injured, it's a penalty. But in saying that I also understand the idea of this whole time we've seen, I guess, put it this way, we've seen players take kicks, bombs and put in way less dangerous positions, like just touched and not even in a dangerous position Mm. and it's a penalty. And so that's where I think the disconnect is, is that we've seen kicks get caught where players get put in a less dangerous position and it's a penalty. Whereas because this wasn't a kick, you're going, nah, not a penalty, but how can you really say that
1: wasn't dangerous absolutely in a dangerous position yeah It said like if you'd go on a smidge more over the horizontal it's like absolutely dangerous it's absolutely a penalty I and mean, we're trying to avoid these situations entirely aren't mm, we yeah so i said i don't think it's just black it's not black and white it's in not. any way and i'm it's like not. i'm not while i think there's probably discretion there from the ref and it could have been a penalty i'm also not saying it's a Bad call by any means. Like I get it.
0: Yeah, because it's like within the like rules wise, yeah. it's the right call. Yeah. Rules wise, what did Graham say?
2: I can't find the quote about discretion. I'm just kicking the same. I'm no, to
0: not go. the discretion quote. Just the quote on the, the oh.
2: penalty. Okay. Uh, one sec. I've got it here. Um, okay. What did what did Nicol Clockstad do wrong under the laws of the game? He did not tackle Garrick without the ball. It was not mid air from a kick. He did not lift him. He did not drive him into the ground. But he did. He did not make high contact. It was a bouncing ball from the charge down. The contact was not the contact was not careless. It was nothing more than an accident.
1: Maybe, See, I'm, maybe I'm dreaming up the discretion. Well, the ref does have discretion, though. That's what I thought. Like, how many to, times yeah. have we
0: seen um, block runners go through and sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't call it? Because I go, yeah, it, mm. it's common sense. He wouldn't have made it. And then other times they're like, nah, a rule's a rule. So, uh, look, look, I'm not sure where I land on it. I, I can... You know, we complain so much about oh the game's gone soft and I don't want the rest to call it when it, you know, a hand slips up and hits someone in the neck. Well then you can't turn around and go, Oh, that should have been a penalty. He was in a dangerous position and it could have been something could have gone wrong. You've got to be either all. You've got to be for, you know, safety and yeah. you know, if if you're gonna go, all right, if it slips up and hit the head, we're trying to be keep the players safe. All right, he was put in a dangerous position, we're trying to keep the players safe. But if you're like, look, let's just stick to the letter of the law, then it's like it's not a penalty. So it's a bit of 50-50. But where I stand on is this, is that didn't lose Manly the game. Oh, no. And Like, there were caught, Like for example, one of the tries was absolutely not a try for Manly. Um, and I don't think that uh, – also, that I think, didn't they miss a goal kick as well from a penalty that wasn't a penalty? Like, probably not a penalty. Um, so doesn't matter how you splice it. I think looking at that – call specifically where you can understand where the ref is coming from it's a letter of the law by the letter of the law it's not a penalty and even manly said that i don't know how you can be that angry at the ref when oh. you had a, a try given to you that was not a try
1: i just understand that it wasn't black and white and come out and say like seebs just blew up deluxe and i get it Look, manly a season on the line there's season on the line he's passionate he's getting his once get again inside in the finals i fully understand the heat of the moment but it's just like Sure, you just acknowledge, you'd th- say, I thought it was a penalty, I thought he was put in a dangerous position, mm. da da. Don't tee off on the poor ref because it wasn't black and white. D- this anyway. is one and where
0: then. I think it's unfair to go hard on the ref. Yeah, definitely. Like that was not a, an easy call to make, and either way you went, it's, you could be right. Yeah. If, everyone, if, if they had given that a penalty, I would have said, oh, all right, okay, sweet. They don't give a penalty, go, you know what I mean? The same
1: reaction. If he, if he gives it a penalty, everyone says, how's that a penalty? Under the letter of the law, yeah. it's not a penalty. So it's like the poor refs not Can't nothing. Can't
0: win. And like technically he got it right because it's hidden with the letter of the law. Yeah. But then the argument against that is, is if you're reffing within the letter of the law, you'd be giving penalties away every single tackle, nearly. Yeah. So it's it's just a very, it's, yeah. a, con, it's a, a confusing, um, I guess, call to make. But that's where I go back to, that wasn't why Manly lost. No. And also... You had a try, awarded to you, guess why? The letter of the law. Bunkers can't rule on forward passes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's, and I, I get it. Manly had a dud call the week before with um, Liam Martin knocking it on. So, yeah, I I, I feel sorry for that. Like, I've been really critical of the refs, and don't get me wrong, there's other games where you <laughs> have been some shocking calls. But this specifically, I don't think the ref did anything wrong, and I feel sorry for him that. You know he's getting pumped. Yeah, like so, a smash for so it. So do I. Um, anyway, let's get into the game. Um. Uh, look, I'm I'm like, this one's a really tough one to kind of analyse because you could look at it two ways. Manly played pretty well, and Warriors still got the win. Or Warriors goal on defence is concerning, and if they play like this in finals footy, they're going to get pumped. So I don't. I just. I I tend to lean towards like, let's just remember where the Warriors were at at the start of the year. And if you had said, you're gonna win tight matches towards the end that are gonna get you into the top four, you would have taken that any day of the week. So I reckon let's focus on the fact that momentum swung back against them. Yes, there are some uh, deficiencies, especially on that left edge, um, that may be targeted by the top tier sides. At the end of the day, a win over Manly. I did think Manly played probably one of their better games of footy in in a while. So so you take the two points and you just move forward.
1: Isn't it funny how quickly your attitude towards a a team can change and the Warriors sitting here going the last few weeks, oh, they've won games, but it hasn't been overly pretty. They haven't looked that good. A few defensive issues. The start of the season, as you said, we Mm. were like none of them Just had them in our top eight. Now all of a sudden we've got them as like title contenders in the top four killing it. Mm. And they concede four tries and win a game. What's that there? X amount on, on the trot, a fair few. Yeah. And it's like not good enough. Yeah. Like yeah. That's how quickly
0: the you standards change. Yeah, 100%. Um, we'll talk about the Warriors. Uh, look, their attack, that's the one thing you can take out of it. When they get in good ball, <coughs> their sets that they set up, you know, I'd make the argument they're as good as any team in the comp when it comes to where we're playing, you know, SJ set. And you can see every player is hitting their cues exactly when they need to get it. There's no selfish player in that worry side. And I think that's what makes them special and what's gonna drive them even further next year because every player, you would be shocked, you know, fans listening and fans watching rugby league, you would be shocked at the amount of times Players will take a hit up when it's not part of the set, but it's because they want to hit up. They they haven't had a hit up in a couple of sets, so they just demand the ball and they overcall some of the younger boys or they overcall a player that's supposed to get it somewhere else. And halves and I know I know halves. You you praise them when they win and you you um, get angry when they lose. But you'd be shocked at the amount of sevens that are actually doing the right game plan, but they've got forwards that don't. Bloody listen to him. <laughs> you would be shocked. I mean, you could speak speak about it. Like, how much is the halves telling them to get to a certain spot? And before I know it, you got a selfish front rower that's just bouncing across the field, fending everyone. Doesn't blows make the any metres. Yeah, blows the whole set out of the way. Now, now we're sitting over here. My fullbacks on this side. When I need him on the short side, everything has changed. I mean, you could talk about it. It's yeah. it's crazy.
1: And they're. The, the Warriors, is with everyone in such unison at the moment, and in particular their right edge, and you're looking how to defend it, it reminds me a little bit of the, the storm in, if you get my years right, but like even the, the early, around that 20, 2008 to 2012, 13, when they were mm. really regimented, quite like monotonous, just block plays, and it was boring, but the timing of every player and how well they knew their role was so perfect that teams couldn't defend it. Mm. I'm not saying the Warriors are, are a boring, regimented team like that, but, like, the tries they're scoring on that right edge and Darlene with 10 is just having a field day off the back of it, it's the same play every single time. Just yeah. block plays, chance sweeping, tipping on. But the timing is so good, mm. teams can't stop it.
0: Yeah, they can't. It's and, like,
1: and off the back of that, mm. because the ball playing in, among the middles is so good and off the back of Wade Egan and Tohu and AFB we speak about every week – you know they can't just peel out and just go wide because they know the gum because they play short and Toru hits AFB and AFB cruises through. Yeah.
0: Yep, it's so good to watch. It actually reminds me of Rabbitohs the year they made the grand final. Mm. Sometimes it looks like SJ's walking to the line. Yeah, like he's honestly hitting so slowly, but it's it's almost like he lulls them into a slower pace so the defender goes, oh okay, slow, slow. Instead of going, oh, fuck, I'm just going to go straight to SJ and him You know, it, it, they don't actually go and get him. So it's going to be, you know, the way to shut that down in defence is, is getting a man that's either four in or whatever and going straight at SJ and taking his time away. Yeah. But he's just dictating yeah. the pace so well.
1: There's never been a, a greater example of when you use the term tempo when it comes to a half. Yeah. Playing the game to his tempo. And when you hear people say about the great halfbacks that they've just got time on their side and Joey Johns is one of the greats with it. Mm. And there are so many little things that a half does to yeah. do that. And it's A, having runners all around him. B, it sounds simple, but getting the hands up, shaping one way, shaping the other, what they're doing with their eyes. And he said players just have to hold off because they don't have a clue where they're going. Yeah. And he makes it look so slow, but it's, it's genius of playmaking in rugby mm. league. And SJ has just got it so finely tuned. Oh, it's so good it's to so watch. It's so good to
0: watch, man. See, by the time they get to their <laughs> edge, there's like 20 metres out mm. there. Like they've just got to somehow get it over that winger yeah. that's jamming and they they nail it um and as i said i just you know you don't you often when you talk about scores tries being scored you always think of the backs the fullback the center the winger even the edge back rower but i'm just like shocked at their middle the, the way their middle lays platforms and gets to points and you know deceives the opposition and you think just when you think they're going to hit short to afb they hit out the back and then just when you think, okay, they've gone out the back three times, boom, they hit AFB at the front or Tohu Harris or whatever. It is just so silky to watch. And they're just, they're all in sync. You can see from tackle one, every single tackle is getting exactly to the point on the field they need. And then the space is created towards you. Like you could, I reckon SJ sometimes looks there and when in, when the first tackle goes ahead, he already knows that there's going to be twenty meters spare space over on the right side because of the way they manipulate the defensive line to get exactly where they need to.
1: So good to and watch. Andrew Webster take a bow. Oh like, man, the coaching and Great coaching. the assistants, the whole staff there, mm. his team, a first year team that he inherited. There'd be players in there that he didn't want in his roster. Mm. Yeah. He's just he's end up with them, and everyone is in sync. Like it's incredible coaching. Like with of Zalesniak, is killing him. <clears throat>
0: killing it mm. he's having the best season of his career yeah um okay so the po- as i said the positive is their attack the negative is is defensively though still quite a ways to go um it like it's kind of funny because isn't that kind of what we looked at all the teams that kind of move their way into the top eight from the outside that's the one thing that they usually stroke like their attack is usually sweet it's just their defense that takes a while to, to gel um I do think with an extra week with Chance back, it should help because, you know, he's going to be talking behind the line. Uh, but yeah, that left side, they need to definitely do a lot of work on that. Because like yeah. some were jamming in, some were sliding out. They've just either got to decide to communicate and jam in or slide out. And it's honestly, it's all communication. That's all it is. If you say usually before a play happens or as it's happening, if you talk the whole time, at the very least, you're all doing the same action. You may not make the right decision, but that's the problem at the moment with the Warriors is, is that like one player is jamming and one player is sliding, and that's when you know there's a disconnect. Now, if, both, if all players are jamming and it still goes wrong, at least you know they're on the same
1: page. And there's no reason why the Warriors can't compete for a title this season. I think that's clear by this point, but you give this entire side this season, the next preseason, mm. and to, to fine-tune these little things, these combinations defensively, mm. just it's Onwards and upwards for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, to be fair, Rocco Berry essentially a rookie. Adam Pompey, Pompey uh, essentially a rookie. Like these aren't experienced
1: centre pairings. Um, we talk about on that right edge, Dalen and SJ and Chan sweeping and how good they're all being. Rocco Berry is is. So identical to me to Tom Opicic who gets a lot of praise in this podcast But <laughs> he just does that role where he runs that hard line yep. Holds up defenders and then all that space gets created at the back for Chance and Dalen to do their magic And Rocco, he'll never get, he'll never get the, probably the applause that he ever deserves yeah. But he plays such an important <clears> role <throat> in all that
0: Yeah, totally agree, totally agree Another guy who's relatively quiet-ish But I just can't wait to see Luke Metcalf have a few seasons of NRL because I think that we aren't even seeing close to how much he can impact games. I really believe that, you know, because you see the magic every now and then when he gets the ball, you go, oh, wow. And so I think that um, Luke Metcalf, the more NRL he plays, the more time, game time he gets with SJ and Chance and Wade Egan, because we have to remember, Metcalf's only been in the side for what, four or five weeks, Max? No longer now. So has we'll, been gone for a while. Tomorrow, Martin. So you're looking. At, okay, let's say we'll say he's, he's been
1: in since round thirteen.
0: Round thirteen. So, so about ten weeks. About ten yeah, weeks. Yeah, about ten weeks. That's still not a long time.
1: At a new club. At a new club. And he was coming back from injury and having and a rookie. season.
0: Yeah. Like I know he's not. He couldn't win rookie of the year.
1: And he spent time at fullback and changing between positions. Yeah. Like what?
0: What's? Uh, how many NRL games has he had? Did you get up?
1: Seven before this season. So I think he's 17, 18, 18 in the halves. And so
0: this season he had seven before this season, so he's had what uh, eleven this season. Yeah. So you're basically like he's eleven games into his career essentially because it's been so stop start. As a number six, imagine what he's going to do when he's fifty games into the season. And that's what I'm excited is that like next year, when they have a whole off season together, Metcalf looks to be the guy they're going to go ahead with in that six role. What can Sj Chans and Egan do in that spine? Very very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, Adam Fanor, Blake. Another outstanding game. I thought Neocorte um had a, a solid game. Um, I think that he's been a bit stop-start because I think he's had suspension, maybe even some injuries. How many games has Neocorte played this year? You know, he's, a, he's a big signing for them. And I think that it's been a bit of a stop-start season, but he's another one where, put it this way, there's a couple of players in this roster that have another level in them. Mm. Imagine when they hit that level. Yeah. They may be able to compete with the top-tier sides. He's played uh, 17 games. This year? Yeah. So he's missed about eight?
2: He's missed about two big chunks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So about eight games. So that's like when you're the marquee signing, you know, the big signing, it's still like 17 games is still a fair wank. uh, wank. (laughs) 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 A fair whack. Um, But it's not ideal. It's not ideal. You want want your player there. And especially because it was two chunks as well. And so I think Neil Cotter has A lot more to offer A lot more to offer And we saw some of that uh, On the weekend Who else stood out for you For the Warriors
1: Oh mate We've We've covered a hell of a lot Of them They've just Like we talk about Fenua Blake And Tori Harris Every single week The entire pack Like the Bunty played 17 minutes On the weekend yeah. There's when, If a player goes down Injured Or a player gets suspended It's just a new bloke Slotting in And doing a job Mmm Josh Curran off the bench has been terrific this season. They've, it's, it's just a next man up mentality. Yeah. Like, I not want to compare them to Penrith, but Penrith, as soon as someone goes down, a comes in, does a job.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. There's a new coming in every single week from because they're having a bit more luck now, slightly, but they had so many injuries early in the season, and whoever stood mm. up, whoever came in, stood up and filled a role, it was like they didn't miss a beat. And it just keeps happening with them.
0: Yeah yeah agreed really really exciting uh now manly <coughs> like good i guess it's just it's so inconsistent i guess that's the problem yeah um you know even within games i yeah uh positives saab i think he's had an outstanding year. he's been so good this he's year. been so good i'd actually i actually reckon he may have been, had a better year this year than he did when Tom was playing and he got like a thousand tries
1: he'd have two thousand tries this season if tom draw to absolutely
0: absolutely and like you know he has heaps of runs heaps of hit ups i think saab has improved dramatically and he's rounding out his game substantially like we you look at his you know what is he 22 23 years old he's only going to get better and better and better and the fact that you know manly have had such a up and down season but saab's been so good that spells Really good sign It shows really good signs for next year if they can get anyone back on the field and play the way we they know we know they can play.
1: Yeah, and it he just, he said, just rounding himself out. We know he can finish because he's got speed and he's he's a big boy and he's strong. But he's just running for it. Like his yardage has been a bit better. His defense is tightening up a little bit. Big future ahead of him.
0: And in contact, he's so much better in <laughs> yeah. contact. Because he's a big, big body now. He's he's filling his um, physique out and he's getting that kind of man strength. I'm excited to see where he goes, to be honest. Mm. I think that um, if if they can keep – if he can just keep this same mentality – because we have to remember, he came off an ACL and he's playing arguably yeah. his best year of his career. So if he can just keep the same mentality and have a full preseason, imagine what he can do next season with a p- full preseason. So I'm really excited to see what happens with Jason Saab. And I think he might be, I guess – A real smoky in regards to i don't think people are appreciating how good this kid can be if he continues to work this hard on his game i think that when he first came into grade a lot of people thought really talented physically gifted can score a try does he have the mentality to be a good first grader And i think this year he is proving he has the mentality not only to be a first good first grader but the mentality to be one of the better wingers in the competition
1: yeah that question and it's still there a little bit but the question was always there is he an NRL player and is he getting by and having elite speed and mm. just being too quick for everyone, but that can only get you so far before you go, there's too many cracks in his game. Yeah, Because he's starting to round out some of the rougher edges, you're going, we well, could hit like the potential that, the top w- tier. that we want to see. Yeah,
0: yeah. like top tier. Because like physically he should be a top tier. And I, I, Last week or a few weeks ago, a while ago, I said that you know physically he could be, if you looked at his physical attributes, he could be the best winger in the comp. And I got a bit of a pushback with that. But what I mean by that is is tell me another winger in the competition that has a generational physical attribute that we haven't really seen.
1: Well, he's, would you say, that right in the argument for quickest winger in the game? Just say he's fastest. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Like, if he's not the fastest, yeah. like, I think he's the fastest top speed.
1: Not only does he have the speed, but he's got he'd probably the tallest winger in the comp. Tall swinger hasn't filled out yet? Hasn't filled out yet. The attributes are there to be the best wing in the game. Yeah, where's way to go, but they're there.
0: You look at a guy like okay, a Greg Marju, playing outstanding, really, really good, but there are other players similar, too, you know, that have a lot of tackle yeah. breaks that you know, that I just think when you look at Saab and you go back to wingers, when have we ever seen a winger that's six foot seven, six foot eight and the fastest in the competition? Yeah. And not injury prone.
1: Yeah, and, and though the other throw into that argument. Very similar career progression actually but Dom young mm. he has the attributes too yeah but a lot of rough edges to round out yeah but beginning to
0: yeah but I'd go like Dom young I still don't think he has the speed of Saab. Yeah. that's what that's what yeah. really excites me about Saab. I don't look if Dom young can sort his game out and he has he's been really good yeah. this year really really good um, you're right he has an, uh, another thing where you look at him and you go it's this new unique physical attributes that you don't see often. Like, you okay, go, here's a good one, Manu Badavai, one of the best wingers ever to play the game. But he didn't have the speed that Dom Young and Saab have. Now he had the strength, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm really, really excited to see if Saab can keep this mentality. I think people are underestimating how far he can move up the best wingers in the competition. Yeah,
1: and, and you look at, like, Marju and, and even Toto, for example, who's the best winger in the NRL – they're not going to go and leap over the top of people. Mm. Like, And if they do, it takes a damn good and a pretty special moment. Mm. These blokes like Dom Young and Saab, because of their height and athleticism, can skip over to people. Yep. And also,
0: you know, To'o, I believe, and he doesn't get enough credit for it, I believe the reason why To'o is the best in the competition and has been and may go down as one of the mm. better wingers of all time, it's his mental toughness. Yeah. That's what makes him the best. Because physically, yes, he's strong, but... Is he stronger than Greg Marju? Like, no. He, he is, like in contact he is. But if you would look at his physicality in the weights room, but maybe even wrestling. But the reason why To'o great is because his mental toughness has forced him to develop himself into the best winger in the competition. And so when you look at him, you go, imagine if Saab or Dom Young had To'o's mental toughness. Imagine what they'd be doing. Um, and yeah, so. To be very, very clear though, Ta'o is still out and out the best winger in the comp. And I think it's actually daylight. Like, I think that I don't think anyone comes close to To Ta'o. And you could say, all right, you know, Dom Young's one off game. You know, I know Adokar that, you know, has had probably a better career. But like right now, when it comes to in form, um, who else have we got? You'd find wingers out there that on their day could match it with Ta'o. The difference between Ta'o and everyone else is he does that every week (laughs) for years. For years. Oh, and
1: there's anyone. Yeah, overly close to him.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's almost shocking what Todd has been doing. Like, I don't think he gets enough appreciation for how good he is. I really, really don't. Like, what he's five foot what five foot ten? Yeah, five nine. Uh, it's amazing, amazing. Um, anyway, back to Manly. Uh, <laughs> going all the way down there. Uh, DC, another good. Um, we'll probably speak display. more about
1: Penrith just then when we will when we get to the Penrith game. I know, I
0: know, <laughs> I know. Just had
1: everything we've had to say.
0: Um, I want to give a shout out to Sipley. Uh, I thought he was really good for them. I think their front row... I think people underestimate Kepi and, and Sibley. Mm. I really do. I think that they've still got so much potential to be really good front rowers. They can get the job done. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think that well, as they move forward, Manly, if they get all of their front rowers back and they get all their injured players back on the field, if you have, like, Sipley and Kepi coming off the bench, rotating with, like, a Paseca playing at his best, potentially a Lodge when he does come back... That's a bloody good forward pack. That's a bloody good forward Lodge,
1: pack. Lodge Allawi to come back not this season, but they're like they are missing plenty. Yeah, and
0: so if they can all start playing their best footy, they're a top eight side. Like they absolutely. I mean, they were almost they were almost top eight side without those players. It's just a matter of like consistency because the problem is is earlier in the year they had the players and they just were inconsistent. And I guess it's the it's the theme of the podcast. But geez, the early season is important. Oh. Like Manly would be in the eight right now if they hadn't won the games they should have won. Um, Ola Kawatu, I
1: think he's been really good the last couple of weeks. Really strong uh, on the weekend. Mm. Had some like four or five tackle bars, ran for a ton of metres, what, 130, 140 odd. He, he was good. So for Manly fans, it, oh,
0: I feel harsh because it's, you know, against a, a Warriors side, but solid, not great. That's, that's what Manly have been kind of at the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> feels so harsh, but got to talk about I don't it. I know. I don't want to talk about I knew, it. I was like, <laughs> is he going to do it? Or no? It has to be done. Okay. The Schuster problem at Manly. <sighs> I don't
0: off know the what's, bench
1: yeah. in the back row, played 25 minutes, didn't have a run. Like, come on. I just...
0: Look... There's been no bigger fans of Schuster on this podcast. We all talk about his potential. We know how good he was the first year. What I just don't understand from Manley's perspective is why extend him when he's already signed? Can you get Schuster's current contract up? At the very least until 25, I'm pretty sure. What, what, I don't, what did Manley think to extend him now till 2027?
1: What's, sh- what's he shown in the past? This season. This season to say extend? Like He's already he, contracted for two like years. That game that the weekend, it's so, all right, the 5-8 experiment probably hasn't gone quite as planned. It, it could have, but they obviously signed Luke Brooks went in another mm. draft, to so go, sweet. You're going back to the back row next year. We'll get you a few games in the back row to finish this season to get back in the, the grind of it. Yeah, it's an opportunity in 25 minutes come out, mate, roll up the sleeves, have a few tough carries. He didn't have a run. It's, like,
0: it's insane because you look at that field and you go, he genuinely has the most potential of any rugby league player on that field
1: by a mile. Like he's got the attributes again, we swear Jason Mm -hmm. Saab as a winger, but as a back row, as a fighter or whatever, to be one of the best Mm -hmm. elite players in the game.
2: It was a three year extension to 2027. So that means his current contract would have ended at the end of 2024.
0: So like, so do they do it because he could go to market? But then if I'm manly, I sit there and go, mate, We've shown faith in you. You're on a decent wicket, whether it's 800K or whether it's 600K, it's a decent wicket. Let's just we'd be conservative. You're doing all right. 600K, we're conservative. Why were they in a rush to extend him now? That's absolute madness. And it's not good for his development either. Because, mm. like, what, what pressure does Schuster have to play well now? Nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Yeah. He has a contract till 2027. He, it'll be, as I said, let's be conservative. Let's say every year it's 600K. $600,000. <laughs> he has no pressure to play well. And I feel like Manly have done themselves a disservice of, you know, they've got to be able to like earn the respect of like to say, no, you haven't earned that contract. And no, you should, you need to show us why you want to be here, not the other way around. We don't need to come to you early and resign you early. We, we need to see you say to us, and I'm not saying that Schuster needs to come out and play
1: to the, you know, the best he can play. But just 10, 15 runs a game and tackle. I don't give a shit if he doesn't score tries and set them up and score tries off chip chases and that. Mm. I just want to see him have 10, 15 just rip runs. In. Yeah. And have a crack. Just rip in. Like in 2020, he might have two and a half terrible years over that next contract and then... You know what's going to happen. Th- three months before the end, we we'll go, oh, I'm going to have a crack now. will be unbelievable. Yeah. Someone will throw him another 6, 800K and... It's just... We... Of course we want to see him come out and blow the potential, but from what we' seen at the moment, we're not
0: yeah, and, and the, the sad thing is is that what what will happen is that this this will continue and whatever, whatever, and then he'll come out and have his amazing year, and then yeah, you know, I proved all the haters wrong. Yeah. it's like no, no, no. This is, we're talking about now. We know you can play like that. So we're not saying that Schuster can't play like that. We want him to play like that. I want Schuster to be the biggest star in the game. He genuinely could be the biggest star in the game. But I just don't get, I don't think that Manly are doing even right by him by signing in 2027. How is that developing a young man's game by saying, oh, you've, you know, you've struggled for fitness. You've been in and out of first grade. Here's another three-year deal.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of players that are the pin-up boys for back rollers of roll up the sleeves, the good stuff will come. It's Dave Fafida who we speak about every mm. week and at a very different part of his career, but I would argue similar player in a lot of ways, but Bryce Cartwright who used to be a flashy mm. back roller, spent a bit of time at Five Eight, can go wherever you need him to, roll up the sleeves and they're having two of the best years, careers of their yeah. year.
0: But I mean, I would go as far as to say, is, like Fafida... He was still playing good footy. He just wasn't worth $1.2 million. Yes, yeah, yeah, he was. If, if Fafita was on 700K, everyone would be like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, Top it's not day. to say
1: Fafita was having a Schuster year yeah. by any means. It's, it's more showing talent. what Schuster yeah. can like. Yeah, absolutely. Follow and that. That's that my movement. biggest
0: concern with Schuster is that he's he's really not even playing good enough to be in that 17 right now. No. Which is is insane.
1: And he was dropped at the back end of last year as well and, and could struggle to get a minute. And so I look at it, I go,
0: is is Schuster even happy like why even extend till 2027 yeah. if you don't seem like you're happy or enjoying it and i know he's had some big moments this year but unfortunately i think manly manly have let him down by re-signing him three years that sounds crazy i know but that's not good for his development but to say to him this is your award for what's been happening currently it's it's insane it's insane um mate it's it's a big problem it's a big problem even if he's on 600k that's a lot of money in your cap for a back rower that may or may not play back row next year
1: That may or may not play first grade next year. It's really like
0: Mate, I, I just hope I just someone can get through to him and make him understand that If this continues on he's gonna regret it for the rest of his life Because he's gonna look back his NRL career and go I genuinely could have played for New South Wales you know, if it was um, Samoa, or Tonga, sorry, Samoa, or Australia, whoever, he could have played for Australia, Samoa, um, at he's Samoan, is he, could you check? I yes, think he's well, Samoan, yeah. yeah. He could have played for New South Wales. He could have been, you could watch a Schuster's highlight in 10 years and put it up against anyone's highlights and go, "That's that's crazy shit I've ever yeah. seen in my life. But at the moment he's headed towards everyone talking about his career as, oh man, all that potential just never what filled could it. Have been? Which is, it's the biggest regret. You'd rather be a battler with no potential because then you can say, yeah, well, I had a crack at least. At least I tried as hard as I could. I just wasn't good enough. You know, and this is coming from, obviously I never had as much talent as as Schuster, but I had talent and I should have played longer. So I know what it's like to regret a career and regret certain decisions. I know how long it haunts you. It never leaves you. It never, ever leaves you because you can't get the time back. You can't go back and make different decisions. And Um, the
1: beauty of Schuster is he's got time. He's young. He's got the locked-in contract. 100%. He's got everything given to him. Like, not so, not everything given to him. I'm sure he's the done it. The ball's in his court. Yeah, the ball's in his court, so he's getting at like, to, to fulfil his potential.
0: Yeah, and it's only so long that, you know, we'll sit here on this podcast and say, incredible potential, incredible potential. Eventually, it's going to get to, this is not good enough. And, and honestly, you need to start looking at the guys with your brothers next to you and say, am I letting them down? Am I letting don't worry about me and how I feel and you know whether I want to play or not? By me taking this massive contract, am I doing the right thing by the people that I actually say are my friends? Because if they are truly your friends and they're truly your brothers that you'd go to war with, would you would you do that? That's that, that's what you need well, to do. We could
1: yourself. be sitting here in twelve months' time and Josh used to could have made his origin debut off the bench for the blues. Be because stri- he's that good, and if he has a big off season, yep. he's in mad shape, and he just has a blistering start. It, like it could happen. And I had him in Smoky this be. year. Yeah,
0: I had him in Smoky this year, and also he would be the unbelievable fourteen. Like, un- like you could not if you went to a lab to create an Origin fourteen, <laughs> it would be Josh Schuster, You know when he's at his best. So it's a it's a problem that Manly need to sort. And I and as I said, Manly aren't victims in this. Manly made the have made the wrong call and they've also I don't think they've helped him by giving him that 3-year deal. Like good on him and his manager for getting the deal like get your money, bro, for sure, but mainly I think has made the wrong yeah. call here. They should have said to Schuster, mate, we love you. You know we love you. We know, you know, we moved on foreign and to keep you at the club. Um but we need you to show us now. Show us how much you love the club because we love you. We just need to know that it's it goes both ways. Um yeah, but I hate talking about that stuff I because know. I want Schuster to be the best he can be. I really do. This comes from a place of wanting the best for Schuster. It really does. It doesn't come from a place of trying to chip a bloke or knock him down as a young fellow. We know he's 21, 22 years old. It comes from a place of this guy's, you have greatness at your doorstep. You need to take it yeah. now. You need to take it now.
1: We want, you want to see him hit the potential.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And there will be not a single person on this panel or a part of bloke that will be happy if he doesn't play well that will upset us it won't be us going oh yeah how good yeah, told you man. so it'll be us going "Fuck, that sucks that sucks righty, let's get into roosters defeat the eels 34 12. before we do brought to you by bloke beer get in your local grab a case of beer finals footy just around the corner honestly it's a beer for blokes that turn up for family mates and good times trust me guys give her a crack it's a bloody good beer and you know we are the beer of rugby league we are the beer I had a few on the weekend had a few on the weekend can't wait to have a few to uh, celebrate the young fella. Um, Are you
1: celebrating with uh, the mid or the full strength? Well, we'll see how we go.
0: See yeah. how we go. I might start with the mid, move <laughs> into the full strength if I'm feeling a bit uh, bit energetic. Uh, get in your local, grab a case of bloke beer. We're in every celebrations, every liquor legends, every IGA plus liquor, Bottle O, Portals Liquor, uh, Thirsty Camel in New South Wales, Queensland and ACT. If they don't have any, just ask politely, could you order some in? Um, But yeah, it's a beautiful beer, guys. And also compared to all the other beers, you know how this started. This started in the heart of rugby league, the heart of sport. It literally was created for sport in Australia. So give her a crack. Let's get into it. Roosters defeat the Eels, 34-12. Look, the Roosters continue to keep their season alive, continue to show a gritty underbelly. Are they anywhere near as good as we hope they would be at this time of the year? No, but they've shown fight, they've shown fight. And I've said it you know ad nauseum for years now, the Roosters don't get enough credit for being a gritty, tough side, but they are a gritty, tough side and they're showing it. I think it bodes well for next season. I think that there's, it, yes, it will be more confusing heading into next year as to what is the spine, who do we go forward with? But the fact that they're fighting at the end And let's say they just make their way into finals. We've spoken about it before, anything can happen in finals footy, literally anything. And at the very least, it's showing a side that is still on board with the coach, is still on board with the club, doesn't seem like there's a divide between playing squad and coach, as you usually see in these scenarios where everything's gone wrong. And that's a positive, that's a positive. We spoke about it on the podcast, seeing Victor Radley happy, smiling again. Teddy looks happy, smiling again. That can only bring on better things for the Roosters.
1: Yeah, the Chooks are starting to crow, mate. They're a big sniff at playing finals footy. I think that was probably their best win all season, or not far off it. At least the best they've looked. You could say Parramatta were were very disappointing, but... While they lost Mitch Moses, they had Sevo back. They had Campbell Gillard back. They had a you know relatively strong side out there. They were playing at home, and the Roosters just put them to the sword. I think they looked the best in attack they probably have all year. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, mate, they could be playing footy come September, mm. and. As just a footy fan, it's good to see because they've been so disappointing this season with such a stacked roster But you're right mate, they're starting to show a bit of a gritty underbelly late in the season They they could have thrown in the towel, but all of a sudden it goes, no, 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 Not only are we not going to throw in the towel, but we're going to compete We're going to we're, There were a chance of playing finals footy, which would be pretty remarkable from where they've been Within you know, a month ago even
0: They're almost like the inverse of the Warriors mm. Where you know, we started the year, if you had said they're fighting for the eight at the start of the year, we'd have yeah. said, that is a terrible year. Yeah. You get towards now and yeah. you're like, it, it's actually quite remarkable compared like, to where they awesome. are. Because, you know, where they were a few weeks ago, you're going, mate, they might finish 14th. Oh. Well, they were 14th. Well, there you go. They genuinely, you're going, these guys could they, they could finish below the Dolphins. That's, that's how much they were struggling. Um, I, th- I still think they're a tier below the better sides, but – you know, sometimes you just got to show fight. Any, any grand final winning team or grand final winner that you speak to, they always say everything has to go right.
1: Yeah, and they absolutely are a tier below the best sides. And, like, let's not get naively caught up in a few good weeks, but they've still got the roster if they do get through the finals mm. to shake things up a little bit. I'm not sitting here saying I think they'll necessarily play finals or go deep if they do, but the roster is there to do it.
0: They're absolutely a team I don't want to play in finals with you. Because I don't think they can play good enough four games to get to a GF, but they can play 180 yeah. minutes performance that you're going, oh, and my God. Especially
1: if they come in as underdogs and they scrape into finals and there's not a lot of belief or expectation for them mm-hmm. to go deep. And they go, what do you mean? Like We've got a bunch of superstars in the team. Why can't we? Yeah, You'd hate to play. That.
0: Oh, mate, it would be a nightmare. Imagine getting them on week one and you're going, these guys have been average all year long. And they pull out an 80-minute performance where – they all play as good as they can, and you're going. You get knocked out, and you're just like you'd be
1: filthy. You'd be so livid. <laughs> and then the
0: next week they come out, they get towed yeah. up, and you're like, oh my god, unbelievable. So I think they deserve a credit as a club. It. I think a lot of other clubs in the same situation would have fallen apart. I think there would have been a lot more reports about infighting and players leaving. And look, there still will be probably some players leaving. You know, we know what the Roos is. You know how ruthless they can be. But the fact that they've managed to stay united in this. I think it's a pretty good testament to the club.
1: Really fascinating to see how it pans out and whether they scrape into the finals and get it knocked out week one or if they finish ninth or tenth. Hopefully it doesn't put a bit of tape over the cracks that we've seen all season that have been so concerning because it's almost like in one sense you go, small part, you'd prefer to see them just finish 14th or 15th and go, clean out, change needs to be made. Yep. Do they make finals or finish ninth and go, oh, maybe things aren't too bad, we're yeah. all good and then we see the same shit next year?
0: Yeah. No, I think they're too smart for that. I mean, to be fair, though...
1: Yeah, we also thought they were going to win the competition yeah. of the year.
0: And, and in 2016, when they had that down year, I don't know if... I mean, they brought in some big guns in 18? So it was a year later. But they went well 2017, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they what. made the
2: they lost the prelim to the Cowboys in 17.
0: Yeah. So that's going to be the hard thing because Trent Robinson was obviously the guy that did that. Is he is he looking at this the same way he looked at... 2016 and he's like look i can keep this roster and make a prelim yeah. I, you know i'm still going to be competitive or does he need to go I, I think the difference there and look i i don't know the roster off by heart is the aging nature of this roster the fact that some of their players are like key players are a little bit older maybe that's where you sit there and go oh do they can they bounce back and Become as good as we know they can Because they're a little bit older Rather than a younger tier Younger side
1: Or does that work against them Where it's like No no they're going downhill Because it is an ageing That's life. what I'm saying yeah, oh, yeah.
2: So yeah yeah, To be fair they Like their prelim team in 2017 It was pretty Old Like they had Michael Gordon Mitch Orbison Blake Ferguson Keary and Pierce All in the back line
0: Well Keery would have been I mean Keery wasn't Yeah true Six something Or 25
2: even then Yeah it's a good point I'm just and thinking like now
0: Yeah, so
1: Michael Gordon, uh, Michael Gordon, proud Kuma boy, is he born in the snow? He's a legend, Michael Gordon. lived there till he was about six months old, I think. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, so look, as I said, I don't know the two thousand seventeen side, but that's like the pitfall that you could face is like, just because it happened with that roster, does not mean it's going to happen with this roster? Uh, And I'm still unsure as to like, can they bounce back? Because when you look at each individual performance this year, they haven't been terrible it's just been as a team they've struggled um so i'm not sure the direction they go but let's just focus on the win at hand because it was a good solid win for the club they keep their their final series hopes alive um teddy probably had one of his better games um even in 61 minutes two tries a try assist 176 meters 10 tackle breaks two line breaks two line break assists uh uh two offloads um one of his better games, really was one of his better games. I thought that uh, he was really good, and he only had 14 runs. Now, I know it's 61 mm-hmm. minutes, but I, I, I do believe that Teddy is finding that sweet spot of he can't have 28 to 30 runs. It needs to be around the, you know, can you get Teddy's run count for the last two weeks, please? It needs to be around the, like, 18 to 22. I think that's his sweet spot for, for anything over that and it's too much yeah. for the squad they have. If if he was in a team that had less superstars, it could afford to be that. But I think because they've got so many guns, it's just, it's too much work when you're not using other guns.
1: Yeah, he doesn't need to, does mm. he? Mm. I, I thought it was the best that he and Luke Kiry have linked up all season. Mm. And I, I thought Luke Kiry probably had his best game all season. They were just, said yeah. Teddy not overplaying his hands, try him in at the right times. I've been a bit suspect this season about not only has Teddy been getting too involved, but I think because he has a stupid amount of runs every game and has too many involvements, I think it just lessens his impact when he does get involved and mm. when, he, when he is sweeping out the back on a lot of plays. But I thought, I thought Luke Kearer was great. He threw a lot of vital passes in a lot mm. of tries, and that was one that after a poor season by his standards, <coughs> I was I was really happy to see. And yeah. we talked about how clunky they've been in a tackle all year. It's calming along. Very... I won't say slowly because it was a substantially improved side on the weekend, but they're getting there.
2: Yeah. yeah Teddy, 14 runs on the weekend. Yeah. And yeah. 17 the week before.
1: Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That
0: that seems to be their sweet spot for their attack because they've looked substantially better, yeah. you know, the last few weeks. Um, I agree with you. I thought Kiri plays probably, might even be his best game all year. Might even be his best game all year. Um, and it's, he's so crucial. Like Without him playing well, they're just not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Um, and we've we've noticed that because he's struggled a bit this year, and uh, and they just really haven't had anything in attack. And it's it just makes you wonder like, is it a concern that is the Walker keary thing? Is it just
1: something that just can't work because they just don't complement each other? I'm so skeptical now. Like, yeah, Hucho was the star last week. He just came in, did his job on the weekend. We ran for 127 meters, 16 Jeez. runs, 33 tackles, only one miss. Yeah, like, no, nothing flashy, but rock solid reliable and the roosters look great mm.
0: and so it's like it's that age-old thing of you can have two of the best players in the comp but if they don't complement each other in the halves at mm. least then it's you can't have them because they just stuff each other's games up
1: so if they get like talking about which direction do you t- go t- t- taking talking about taping over cracks like what happens if if they go win-win they make the finals maybe they jagg a week one finals win and they look great in the process what do you do next year like not what do you do they'll go keary and walker because they're not going to leave sammy walker out because he'll probably leave the club because we be go no like i'm a starting half mm. but is that the best option for them and i don't know probably looking ahead a little bit but mm. currently with keary and hutchinson they're looking great it's like hutch would be way cheaper
0: but you can't like
1: losing a guy like sam walker
0: you know it's going to come back to watcher yeah isn't it bizarre that a guy like Sam Walker, when he come onto the scene, was, this is the next Joey. Like, this is the guy, the number one. He is going to be anything and everything. And now he's, like, struggling to make his way into the side.
1: I'd love to love to get Trent Robson's... I'd love to get Robbo's thoughts on just the entire season. Absolutely. And just grill him so and asking ask him all these questions mm. and asking about the halves. What hasn't worked with, with Walker and Kiery? What's the plan moving forward? Mm. It'd be...
0: be oh. well, it's, it's, it's more interesting than... A team without stars because almost the decisions are easy for them mm. you know they don't have enough the roster to whereas what would be so interesting interesting about robo is his selections are so difficult because he doesn't know they've got so many guns yeah. and i think sam walker is a perfect case of usually in nearly every case halves take three to four seasons to find a foundation and then another few seasons now cleary is obviously bucking the trend but he even had a couple seasons that weren't the best um, and so people that uh, there might be some people that count out Sam Walker, I, I don't count out Sam Walker I think he's going, to be a oh bloody, yeah, he's going to be a bloody good seven But the problem is is that he can't be playing reserve grade no.
1: and, and Robbo knows that as you said like if they were to start with any other combination this season and Sam Walker isn't in it Is he going to stay? Probably not No way So but, like you'd go But you can't drop, drop Hucho right now and, I,
0: and that's why i was a bit surprised they had at, at the start of the week they named walker at 18th man and then they didn't have him as 18th man yeah. i think in the game time but that's where i go like what kind of message is that sending in a you go on oh mate you've just had the best game of your career Sam walker's basically man.
1: nothing you can do will get you in this team
0: yeah and also the same guy that we dropped at the start of the year and it's been very wishy-washy like He is going to come back, he may not come back, the doctors may clear him, they may not. Now all of a sudden he might be the guy just when the team gets back
1: on track. Keeping in mind that, and look, we're not saying Drew Hutchinson's a freaking superstar because he's not. He's a very reliable role player, a good backup, but they also went and moved Joey Manu to the halves before they gave the Hacho. Hacho's had a couple of cracks here and there, don't get me wrong, but that, that was the big move earlier in the year. So, I don't know, Like, does Hucho sit there and go, oh, I'm happy to be a backup for the rest of my career and rely on injuries to happen? Or does he go, no, no, no. Like, well, I, I
0: don't think Hucho's resigned. re-signed. I think he's off contract right, right now. Okay. I think he's heading into next That's year. That's fascinating. So, I mean, if I'm another club battling, yeah. I'm throwing a bit of, like, not heaps of coin, but you throw, you know, 300k at Hucho.
1: Even if you are, you do have stable halves, but you're lacking depth in the halves. Yeah. 300k for a bloke who can come in and do a job that well, And the beauty of Hucho is as well, you know, he had those those minor Orbo comparisons earlier in the year. He's not a backup half who can only play halfback. Yeah, he can play a few different positions mm. for you. So, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a really really give tough give the man season. a payday is what we're trying to say. Yeah, pay the man. Someone give Hacho the cash that he deserves.
0: Um, but yeah, I thought Kiri was good, and it's just great to see him playing good footy again. Um, you know, I've, I've admired the fact that every week he's turned up and had a dig, even if his form hasn't been where we would expect it even if the pressure's been on him mm. hasn't soaked, hasn't complained you know sometimes when players get in bad form they start they just start dropping their head and kicking stones yep. he hasn't really done that which I really respect um, another guy I want to speak about, Lindsey Collins like the try savers that he did it just reminds you of why Billy Slater was so confident that he was the guy for the job some serious
1: origin origin vibes
0: there origin Collins Unbelievable. He's almost the, the Dane Gagai of, of forwards, even though he plays good for the Roosters. But, <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, yeah, Lindsay Collins. And I think he's 25. Is he 25? Could you get his age up? He's, I don't think he's that old. I don't think he's that old. So Jeez. he's just going to get 27. So he's still got plenty of years left in him, at least four or five. Um, so, yeah, he's been outstanding for the Roosters in, that, in this kind of resurgence. Suu Wong, another game under his belt. I think that just watching the way he moves – Geez, he moves well. Looks he, he looks like a real goer. Um, Nat Butcher, I think he's I think he's locked in player of the year for the Roosters. Yeah. I think he's locked it in.
1: We've been saying for a month that he's, he's probably going to get it and then he's been terrific since.
0: Yeah. 36 tackles, only mm-hmm. one miss. He had a try. 131 metres with 13 runs. Um, and we spoke about it earlier as well. I'm just so happy to see Victor Radley smiling, laughing, interviewing. Jeez, rugby league's better when Radley is... Yeah. Enjoying himself, yeah. um, and the way he's playing, I don't. The way he's playing, I'm not sitting there going too aggressive. You know, he's he's playing a bit smarter. Is he having the highlights that he may have had a, a year or two ago? Maybe not. But he just seems to be playing a bit smarter, and and I guess focusing a little bit on longevity, like because he can't, <laughs> he couldn't keep going the mania. He was too crazy for his own good. Um,
1: we'll oh, see. Likely see Teddy got that late concussion. Obviously. I was going to say.
0: I cannot believe that was a penalty. Let's see if I want him on Teddy. How is that a penalty? Hi. Teddy was literally on the ground nearly. Yeah. Like I, he I, was, I don't think it matters. He was 30 centimeters from the ground.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, it doesn't matter though, does it? Like, So it, let's, they, they, they take it into consideration with Simbin send offs and all that. But if you're, if you're falling, head contact's head contact. But like,
0: if I fall into your knee and knock out, is that, is that a penalty?
1: Well, it was, it was forearm, wasn't it? CD? Yeah, the
0: forearm was like this. It was attached yeah, to his body.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying I like it, yeah. but it's contact with the head. They, just, they call but that's, it call
0: the time. But my argument is, is like, okay, so any contact with the head, regardless of how it happens, is a penalty. Yeah. If they get knocked out. Like, if Teddy gets straight back up and plays the ball, is it a penalty?
1: Probably, because it's contact to the head.
0: No, it wouldn't have been. If he get, you're telling me if he gets up and plays the ball, oh, is, it, is he pass the ball? But let's say he just gets up and runs off. You reckon that's a penalty?
1: No one has ever hit Michael Sebo's forearm and got up and played that. <laughs> <ball. laughs> no, no, I'm it's not saying I agree a, with it. It's a penalty purely yeah. because you're knocked yeah, it out. That's yeah. it. No, not saying I agree with it. I just think they do call any head contact all the time. But
0: don't I, what I don't get yeah. it. doesn't make sense. So is it if any part of my arm touches your head, then it's contact? I don't know. Uh, then it's, it's a penalty? Or if you fall into my knee and get knocked out in attack, is it a penalty then? Knee, it-
1: definitely not. Because they're just – Yeah. But then what's the difference?
0: You know what I mean? It's just a piece of my body.
1: I think it's easy to avoid the arm contact. Whereas in me, it's just like if they go in But hes knee, But in that, his arm was literally like yeah, this
0: beside yeah. him. I, I just think it's crazy. Yeah. We, are, we are heading so far in the direction of if there is an injury or something bad happens, we are looking for a penalty it is beyond outrageous. Yeah.
1: So I'm not calling if I'm the referee there. I just wasn't surprised that they did.
0: Yeah i couldn't believe it i was yeah. shocked like what is he supposed to do there what if that lost him the match yeah. like what if that lost him the what it cost him the season or whatever it is and then and so that's where you can where you go Seabold, and i know garrick didn't get knocked out but that's where you can understand where seabolt's coming from because you go so you're telling me that garrick wasn't in a more dangerous position than tedesco and Sivo couldn't do anything in that situation and that's a penalty, but the Garrick one wasn't a penalty. Yeah. How he, when Chance came flying in and he was He arm, could have
1: not thrown his arm He out. could
0: have easily not thrown yeah. his arm. And so you can understand where uh, Ball's coming from because you're like, square it up, square it up. Like, Sivo could have done that. Anyway.
1: Kempi, I enjoy my sleep way too much to try and square these things <laughs> up and compare them at night.
0: Cheese, <laughs> um, uh, how much did he play? He played 67 minutes. I still don't like him playing 67 minutes. I wish it was a little bit less. But... They are starting to click Mm. to a degree. Uh, And I think that, look, I also expected Cheese to hit the ground running. I really did. But I do think that something needs to be said for, he's had a new club, new combinations, a new style of play. You know, he wasn't playing this style at the storm. He was playing an explosive hooker that got rested. And so I do think a, a bit of leeway needs to be given to the Cheese Taking time to build those combinations yep. and taking time to be the hooker that Robbo wants him to be. Um, even though, you know, it has been a quiet year, I don't think enough leeway is given to Cheese the fact that he's
1: moving into a new spine that is not only a new spine, but it's a new spine that's struggling. Yeah. And like as bikes, who sit here every week and we, we just go on and on and on about combinations in the spine and how hard it is to happen. Mm. Maybe we underestimated this year the impact of that on Cheese. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, look, it's not to say that he. He couldn't have done things better himself at all. I just don't think enough, um, I guess, leeway is given to the fact that you know these things. These things take time. Uh, Fletcher Baker was also good in 42-minute stint. He's uh, he's off to the Broncos next year. Going to be interesting to see him in the Broncos pack. Uh, but yeah, really, really good, solid win for the the Roosters, and they stay in the fight. They got a few headaches heading into next year. I, as I agree with you, mate. I would love to sit down with Robbo and say, mate, if you had to pick your 17 next year, what is it? Yeah. To just see what he would say, like, is he going to recruit? Is he going to bring people in? Do you think they hit the market? And do you see? Do you think you see a big player leave?
1: I don't know. I, yeah, I genuinely crazy. have no idea. It's crazy. Do eh? you? What
0: do you reckon,
2: Maddie? Oh, it's. I'd be guessing. Yeah, I, I don't. Because of the whole Sam Walker thing, I reckon that's enough of a jigsaw puzzle before even signing. I anyone think knew. we see
0: a big player leave. In the off season, I think we see a. Big movement at the Roosters. Maybe
1: big player leave. I'm just like, I'm looking at that side and going, what big player comes in? What do they need? I think it's more about trying to work out what brand of footy they want to play and getting that right rather than we don't have the personnel. Do
2: you reckon will be there next year?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because a report came out that Flanagan's inquiring as to whether he wants to play
1: for the Dragons for a year. And like with Dom um, Young
2: coming, and then Billy Smith killing it, like... I know Su'aleti's a gun, but do they really need him on that much money?
1: Because what? Because Dom Young, Dom Young comes and just Su'aleti goes to center, where I think we've sh- seen yeah. it's just not his. And position. Billy Smith's been good last couple
0: yeah, of weeks. So, mate, in, I think a big player uh, leaves, whether it's Sueli, whether it's Kiri Sam Walker, whether it's Chit. Like one of the big dogs in the spine, I think yeah, will leave. Because
1: like Su'aleti leaves, whatever he was going in two years anyway, and it's a mm-hmm. winger, nothing changes. Yep. But. Yeah, somewhere in the spine. They might trade. Like they might go. They might say, "Cheese." Like it's just not
0: fitting our style. Of play.
1: Kiri or cheese. We're, we're going to trade you for X player,
0: or they might go to Kiri, mate. You know, thank you so much yeah. for everything you've done. Well, because we yeah. look what happened with Pierce.
1: Well, we're happy to run with a, a number nine, like Sandon Smith or Turpin, or Turpin or- or- and just. Dish good serves, dish serves. Yeah. And then they use that funds to bolster up somewhere else. Maybe somewhere like that.
0: Yeah, I just think there's going to be big big changes. Yeah. Not, not wholesale as across the board. Yeah. I do think one big player. Because I just believe that when you look at individually, I don't think individually any of those players have played shocking at all. But they just don't seem to click. No. They just don't seem to click. Teddy's not going. Maybe Walker. I, I think it's probably between, I think it's between Suali'i, kiri walker and cheese that get traded in or out like as in with another a team Be interesting um i cannot wait to see what happens but I, I still believe in this roster though like i still believe with enough time together that cheese walker and kiri yeah. and teddy could work
1: too much belief in trent robinson and the 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 talent of those individuals for it but then you look at the history and they
0: make moves when when
1: seasons like this
0: happen yeah they make moves I don't know. I don't know. Really interesting to see what happens in the future. Now onto the eels. Really disappointing. Um, Look, they had a couple of uh, tries held up and a couple of missed opportunities, but uh, it's like what I spoke about a few weeks ago. I just don't think they're the same side as last year. And you know, I think that they lost too many really important players at once, like to lose Marnie, Niukore, Papali'i. Um uh oh my god, Kofusi all at once. Opacek, they left Opacek last year as well, didn't they? Or was it the year before? Yep. Last year. Last year. I think it's just it was too many players at one time and they just haven't had enough to fill up the the gaps. And I and look, I know Eels fans will go, all those players got offered to be contracts. I get it, I get it. But the testament of a good sco- like a top-tier club is their ability to um, stagger the loss of, of a, a group of their key players. And I just don't know if the yields have handled as well as we'd hoped.
1: Yeah, speaking of like wanting to get coaches and ask them big questions and just to make sense of things, we say talk about it every week, but it becomes more and more relevant every week in, in Brad Arthur's benches and what his forward rotation. They lost uh, Andrew Davey last week, mm. short and edge back rower sweet, Ryan Madison goes in, starts on an edge, plays big minutes, happy days. They move Jermaine Hopgood from the middle at lock to an edge and Mavis still plays off the bench and plays 50 minutes. How, like, why? Why is that a thing? I don't get it.
0: And Offengar starts and plays 28 minutes.
1: Yeah. What's, I don't get what the logic is there in such a big game for them when you move Hopgood, who's been incredible for them all year at lock, to an edge. Where like, he's, he's a part of your like,
0: spine too. Yeah.
1: I don't. Understand what he's doing there, and look, people are—I know a bunch of Eels fans are calling for Arthur's head. They were calling for his head last year when he lost the grand final. I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy to say that no, no, what stick with him. Like he's mm. been great. A few questionable things here, but took him to a freaking grand final last year. Of course, it's been a disp- disappointing year for Parramatta, but I would not be even looking at moving him on anytime soon. Yeah,
0: and also let's remember what's happened to them this year. Mm. Decimated with injury, key players in issue, like. Yeah. It hasn't been smooth sailing from a roster perspective. There's also
1: been some great signs at different times from them, Mm. so I just cannot make sense of what he's doing with his pack.
0: I can't either. The the Joey Lussick Brendan Hands situation Mm. is mind boggling. Like I don't get how quickly Hands has just been moved from that starting nine position when they run one
1: six on the trot. And then you, you've got a four-forward bench and you're going like often Gao gow. starting like 28 minutes. Moretti plays 12 minutes off the bench. We're who has been terrific this year, I think. 21 minutes. Surely these rotations could have been done better. Like, they're chasing points late in the game. Don't you want... Couldn't one of your bench players be an, an X-factor sort of bloke, someone with a bit more agility to come on and add some spark? I don't know. I just... I don't love it. But I was really disappointed in Paris. I, I tipped him and that went horribly wrong. I just thought playing for their season... They had this week, they had the buy-in round 27, they had two more rounds to to get through and play finals football. I thought they would have dished up better than this.
0: Yeah. I thought that they'd be a little bit better with Regan Campbell Gillard and law back. Yeah. But putting Hot on an edge. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Um yeah, they're just they just nowhere near the side they were last year when they're their best. I do think it's disappointing that you didn't we didn't really see much of Brown and and Moses this year. Yeah, because since Brown coming back, he ha- does if he had Moses with him, like the X factor that they would have built together would have been pretty incredible. I mean, he starts on the weekend, <clears throat> try assist, 163 run meters, 53 pokes contact, four tackle breaks, a line break, a line break assist, offload, 32 tackles, only two misses. And I know he had that one miss that was pretty poor, but you know. Him with Moses and Gutho at the back, they just got to sort this nine roll out. I don't – you know, is Joey Lustig? Is he the guy moving forward? I mean, I, I guess. Know, maybe. Like, yeah, I don't know.
1: But like, if you're going to have a spine of – yeah, no, no knock on, on him at all, but hands not a world beater by any means, but you're going to have a spine of Moses, Brown, Gutho, they're commanding a lot of money, So especially adding Polo and, you know, Hopgood who will command more money as his career goes on. Campbell Gillard, big money, someone in the spine there needs yeah. to be that lower tier sort of player and oh, I'm with you, Hans was great. Hans, he seemed perfect for the fit yeah. for him. He really did. I, and Joey Lussic
0: is a good solid nine but I don't see him as so much better than Hans that he just comes in and immediately takes mm. his spot. I mean, you've got to be pretty disheartened if your hands. you do a whole pre-season, you, you sit on the bench, Hod, Hodjo, Hodjo starts the year and you work your way into the starting side, you win essentially six in a row and then Boom, gone. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Maybe there's things that Joey Lustig does at training. Maybe the communication, he's a little bit older. Uh, Maybe his defence is stronger. I'm not sure, but I I thought Hans was doing a a handy job. I really do. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because he come on, he come on and 25 tackles, zero misses. You know, and he did that in 29 minutes compared to... Joey, who played 51 minutes and had made twenty-six tackles and missed four and ran for eighteen meters. And hands ran for eleven meters. So yeah, I don't know. You must be seeing something we're not seeing. But yeah, really disappointing to for the Eels. I think they'll be um they I don't I do think they need to go into the market, but I think they need to go into the market and essentially find it's going to be really hard because it's a hard thing to do, but find another pop or something in another club that maybe just isn't there yet mentally, but he become Because that's one thing you, you cannot knock Brad Arthur on is his ability to get the best out of players is pretty incredible. Yeah. Pretty incredible. I mean,
1: you look at uh, Hopgood this year, now Hopgood was developed at Penrith and they didn't find a bloke who'd been struggling elsewhere. They got mm. a bloke who already had a bright future, but like, he's been brilliant for them this season. Mm. I, I think, and we, we've chatted a little bit about it in the past, but... Their attack is fine. Like, I think their ball moving out wide is outstanding, clearly missing Michimos on the mm. weekend, but just a defensive centre. Like, mm. their edges were just chopped to pieces on oh, the weekend. Oh, mate, he was it was so, so bad. So soft.
0: Yeah, and so Again,
1: gets a lot of air time, but Opochic. The GOAT. The GOAT.
0: Bring back the GOAT, Opochic.
1: He was just, he was such a good defensive centre. <laughs> he was. everything else, they just missed that so much. Mate,
0: he is honestly, fuck. If you ever needed a, an example of rosters aren't all about the superstars, mm. you need guys like Ovechek to balance rosters. Yeah. Because look how different their edge defense is without a guy that he's not going to be the superstar. He's not going to be in the, the on the billboards and highlights. But they're a completely different side without him. Every, and
1: every side needs a the net.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and like, what do we said all year with the Eels? They're missing outside backs. Yeah. Like so. Mate, I agree. So yeah, it's a really disappointing year for the Eels and uh, I still backing me next year to make the eight though. Injury free, Mitchell Moses That's starting, true. Brown, Gutho, all that. Yeah. Now let's get into Tigers v the Dolphins. Don't forget guys, grab a case, a bloke beer and also our Father's Day drop, Wednesday 6pm. Make sure to be there, limited amount of shirts going and also mini footy, uh, footy balls. Tigers defeat the Dolphins 24-23. to 23.
1: Game of the round.
0: Game of the round. It was actually a really exciting <laughs> game. I, got, I, I thought it was outstanding. I really did. Um, great win for the, the Tigers and great win for Benji. Heaps of confidence. Happy uh, Korosio at seven. Unorthodox, but, hey, got the job done. Got the job done. Um, the club needed this so bad. Jeez, the club needed this. And also... It's just to take that pressure off Benji's first win as well. Like, imagine if they lost the rest of the season. you would be rolling in the next year with zero wins. Yeah. And you would just be, oh, please. Like
1: monkeys off the back straight <laughs> yeah. away for him.
0: Off the back. It looks like the boys love him. It looks like the boys are playing for him. And to be fair, they were playing good footy the weeks before. But to do that without Luke Brooks, I think the, the, the Tigers deserve a massive rap. I really do.
1: So happy for them. Like, they lost the week before to the Warriors over an NZ by 8 points. The week before to the Raiders by 4 points. The Bunnies by 14 out in Tamworth. Four points to the Dragons. They hadn't been that far off the entire mm. time. So, stoked for them to see them get a win, as I said. Some players playing out of position. Appy being sort of the major one there. Massive confidence booster for them. Oh.
0: And they haven't been far off. So you would hate to them to get against the Dolphins and then just lose it to death. They could drop their confidence then and go, oh, man, we're just not destined to win any games. Um, yeah, I thought their four pack was really good, especially Alex Twall. Where is the big dog? The big Alex Twall. Where is he? <laughs> there he is. 54 minutes. Found him. 13 runs, 155 metres, 60 post contact, three tackle breaks, 44 tackles. Guess how many he missed? Six. Zero. <laughs> how dare you, sir? We're talking about the great Twall here. The try scoring machine, the tackling machine.
1: Um, mate, he was outstanding. He was outstanding. He was. Three, what did you say? Three tackle bust. He scored that try and he's just become a new man. He's basically Tamalolo now. Yeah. He's prime. Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought
0: Jake Simpkin off the bench was really good too. Uh, got through a bunch of work. Scored a try, obviously. Uh, Stefano had some moments too. Oh, how interesting is Stefano's career? Because it, it feels like he's just there. Like he's just there to fulfil what we know he can. It's just about taking that next step. I thought he was good on the way. You
1: league. see the signs, just little glimpses all the time. You go, this bloke will be an absolute beast. He'll, yeah. he's gonna, he'll be a top-tier front row in our game. It's just coming slowly.
0: Yeah. He's a bit, uh, probably like a year or two behind, we thought. Now, maybe that's a victim of the club that he's currently at and everything that's been going on. But I do believe he's like slowly warming
1: into that role. And I think Clemmer probably has a lot to do with that. Mm. I think Clemmer would be mentoring him quite well. I'll tell you what, sitting there in around David Clemmer... Appy Corresiao, Isaiah Papaletti, John Bateman. What what a pack. Whether yeah. the tires are going well or not, that's gotta do so much for <laughs> Stefano's development.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um uh, Fanor Bole, I thought he was um, decent as well. Mm. I, I think they all played really well. I really I didn't think the Dolphins were that bad at all. Um and we've, you know, we have to remember like the Dolphins have taken it to like top tier side. So this is yeah. not just like a easy win, easy victory for a, a struggling bottom tier. So like, the Dolphins fight and everything. They, they took the Knights to the death. Knights came up and did a number on Rabideaux. So uh, Doreen Buller, he's been a bit quiet probably the last month. Um, and I think that that's a, a case of rookie season. Yeah. It's a long year.
1: And he just like burst onto the scene in such emphatic fashion for a side that was struggling. So a bit of a down period was come, but he was great on the weekend, mm. had a really nice try. So he showed off a bit of flair there again. And uh, the debutant, Tristan Riley, mm. real nice line break, some good signs there. So a good opportunity at the back end of the season when your side's gone and, and not in finals contention, mm. to give a few blokes like Tristan Riley a run and uh, I think he made a fist of it.
0: Mm. I think the key for the Tigers is, is building a good team around Benji because I think that you can see these, this playing group, they want to play for Benji. And that's half the battle. It genuinely is. It sounds stupid like want to play for the coach. You would be shocked at the amount of teams that like the biggest issue is they don't get along with the coach. Yeah. And they don't believe in what the coach is trying to sell. Look at the Warriors. It's all about, they believe in Webstar. They believe him. You look at like Bennett, what's it been about? It hasn't been about any crazy plays that you see on the field. It's about 17 blokes believing in the vision the coach brings. And I think you can see it's a small sample size at the very least these guys want to play for Benji. It's just now about making sure he has the right staff around him to get everything out of the boys that's possible cuz he's at the end he's still a rookie coach. Like massive rookie coach. It's a tough job coming oh, for mate. Benji. I tell you what, if he if he turns this around, it'd be one of the great all-time stories. Yeah. Like essentially never coached before, goes into pretty much the the biggest shit fight in rugby league.
1: They also Obviously, you're yet to probably sign that the halfback to start next season that we're expecting them to make at some point. But also, who's on the market? There's well, not Bud, much.
0: they got Bud, Bud Sullivan.
1: But oh, Bud, so four that years. That was announced on the weekend, wasn't mm. it? Sweet.
0: Uh, recently, yeah. recently. So four Bud,
1: deal. I was going to say Benji could be go back to the captain coach days. Oh, mate, for get him run. in there.
0: Get him in there.
1: Bud Sullivan, I'm so excited for him. Yeah, I am. I think too. he's going to be a tremendous signing.
0: Especially, I think Benji will be perfect for him Yeah. because we know Bud has all the, the crazy flick passes, but I think Benji has gotten to the point where he knows that you need to be more than that in rugby league. You, you, you can only get away with that for so long, you need to round out your game. Because what do we see Benji towards the end of his career? He rounded out his game really well, similar to SJ. You can do that for a few years, all the crazy stuff, but eventually you need to make sure that you fix all the others or bring all the other stuff up to that yeah. level. Um, so great win from the Tigers. On to the Dolphins. Not really much to talk about here with the Dolphins, sorry guys. It's long year once again. They fight till the death. You know, you could argue did they get a little bit unlucky with the calls at the end there? I think Wayne was a bit upset with you know it should have been a play the ball rather than a, a penalty maybe. Um, but I, I just always admire the Dolphins. They're they're a team that even though they're finishing probably in the bottom four, I think. Uh, They've had a bloody good year. And they always show respect to their fans and the jersey. You cannot ask more than that.
1: That's it. Travelling down to Sydney for this one from last week, like Lemuelu, Fido, Kenny Bromwich, all missing due to concussions. Late in the season, like the Tigers were playing for a lot here. Mm. They needed a late-season victory, Benji's first game in charge, and to almost knock them off. It's the same story every week with them. They show plenty of ticker. Didn't get the result, but damn close to it
0: Mate, I think I think they're building a really mm-hmm. good foundation for this club and I love what Wayne said at the end of it where he was like You know, they said oh, you had a few injuries So we you know a bit happy. We happy with the boys because you had a few injuries. He's like no It's been like that all year. Yeah. This next man up next man up. I do want to give a shout out though uh, To the debutant yeah. uh, Where have we got Trey Fuller jeez Talk about an excitement machine. Talk about a guy that puts bums on seats. Two line breaks, seven tackle breaks, 133 metres, five tackles, only one miss. Like, if he can find a way to get a start each, I guess, more regularly, the amount of highlights he's gonna have, and he just, honestly, he reminded me a lot of Preston Campbell. Just constantly dangerous, constantly brave as anything, like going into contact, not being worried about anything. I really like what we saw from Trey Fuller.
1: One of the great debut tries, wasn't it? Oh, mate, so good. That was he busted four blokes. One of those blokes that he went through was Isaiah Papali'i, one of the best defenders in the NRL. Uh, he is going to be an excitement machine. So there's like there's so much promise there in, mm. in this Dolphin squad. We've we've spoken at length about players coming in, but Sean O'Sullivan I thought was really really good. Had some great mm. touches and impacts in tries there. And you look at what they're working with for a, for a squad of 25, 30 blokes who've been thrown together for the first time for a preseason, and then you add in Sean O'Sullivan, their half back. He missed three quarters of the season. Isaiah Katoa first full season in the NRL. They're running like a makeshift fullback in Cody Nikorima. The number nines chopped and changed each and every week. Like,
0: well, this this is their spine. Harrison Graham, rookie. Hmm. Katoa, rookie. Sean O'Sullivan, he's a rookie in a sense of experience, yep. like in NRL games. And Cody Nicorima, who Nicorima, who isn't a fullback. Yep. But, I mean, he kind of is a fullback because he's bloody been playing good, they good just footy. they
1: has been makeshift just about every single week. So yeah. the more time they all spend together, I thought, um, yeah, Sean O was great.
0: Asako, another good game. Another good game for the big fella. I uh, he's
1: had a bad game all year or something. Mate,
0: so. He's been so good. Just that Wayne Magic. I just... Mm. To think that Osako would be one of the most consistent wingers in the comp this year... So outstanding. Uh, so, yeah, really good signs for the, the Dolphins. They work hard. No matter who has that jersey on, they don't let it down. You know, next few years, it's going to be really, really good to see them um, develop. On to Titans v. The Panthers. Titans win 40-14. to 14. Uh, The Panthers. Oh, look, they won 40-14, to 14, but I think there's going to be a few teams watching that. The two games I've had for periods of those games and go... These guys are beatable. These guys are are beatable. Like, I don't think 40-14 to really says how competitive the game was.
1: Well, they scored three tries in the last 15 minutes, the Panthers. Mm. So the Titans, you know, they were in it. They got away from them late, but not a great indicator. Like, there wasn't a complete reflection of the actual game. And so you have to give credit to the Panthers, because even when they play poorly, like
0: really poorly, Mm. They, win, they still put 40 points on a team. So you go, it's pretty amazing. Like even when you can, you, you can genuinely watch that Panthers game and go, they were nowhere near their best. They scored 40 friggin' points.
1: Yeah, like it, was, it was 22-14 with 14 minutes to go. Yeah.
0: Or, oh, yeah. so I think from, when you're looking at it from a broad point of view, that's, you could go, look, the Panthers, even when they play bad, they score 40 points. That just shows you how ruthless they are. That as soon as you give them a sniff, they will score points. Doesn't matter. It's a joke, and it could be the seventieth minute. It could be the fifth minute. They will score a. Po- they will score a try.
1: And you like forty to fourteen cracks appearing in, in Penrith They like that. Like only won by twenty six points and didn't rush eyes that tongue go back rested <laughs> Kenny rested, uh, Sorensen Brian Toto. <laughs> 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 They're a joke. So I Any I do think game.
0: the top top tier sides though will be looking at periods of those games and going okay there might be some few a few things we can approach here that may give us a bit of, um, I guess, you know, give us some uh, a few wins. Not winning the game, but winning the small moments in games. Because I do think they're, if you look at maybe their edges and their corridor defence, I think they can be found out a little bit there. And I think Manly were the first ones to kind of show that. But at the same time, you go, like, <laughs> they put 40 points on them.
1: Yeah, And let's rest Mitch Kenny again. And bring in the old Newcastle Knights reserve halfback Jack Cogger and play him at hooker as a starting player, we'll still beat you by 26 points.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Oh. So, yeah, that's, that's why this is just a, it's a depending how you look at it kind yeah. of game. If you look at it from the broader sense, with all the players out, with the fact they still scored 40 points, you could go, amazing, Panthers done again. But I do think there are periods in these games where you go,
1: OK, there's
0: something to look at there if you're a top-tier side, there's something to look at there. They're not invincible like we was kind of being touted maybe four weeks ago where you go, these guys are just invincible.
1: It's a we're sick of talking about the Penrith Panthers being so much better than everyone, so we're trying to find some. Find
0: ways. <laughs> find some chinks in the arbor. Uh, some positives. Dylan Edwards, probably his best game of the season, to be honest. Two tries, 303 metres, 77 post contact, 11 tackle breaks, uh, four tackles, only one miss. You know, I've been, I think Dylan Edwards had a solid year, a solid year, but I think it hasn't been as good as last year. Now, maybe that is the case because he's been almost building into the finals. Maybe Ivan Cleary has been, is building this team into the finals. Um, and if that's the case, if Dylan Edwards starts peaking now, shit. Yeah. It's like, fuck, how do you beat these you guys? Just
1: fit, I think Guru said it a couple of times, but they're just waiting for finals, aren't they? They're like, carry up and get there.
0: Then you're like, look at Taruva, 232 metres, five Pe- tackle breaks, Pe- two line Pe- Pe- breaks. Pe- he
1: comes in and runs for 184 metres. Is he like... Pichu couldn't get a start last couple of seasons at the Tigers. Is he the most versatile player in the competition? And yeah. I'm not saying he's the most versatile and the best. I'm not saying he's the best utility because they are better. But he can literally cover 1-13 to 13 for them.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: And no matter where he does it, he's doing a job. I mean, for the Panthers, this season's been just about all centre. but mm.
0: Yeah, I guess the only position would be like front row, but... 13 kind of plays like a front row yeah, now he these days, Yeah, anyway. he's
1: plenty as a 13. Like, he be right.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tom Jenkins, I think it was his second or third game, 155 mm-hmm. metres, six tackle breaks, a line break. Uh, yeah, like, it, it, what is there to say about this Panthers side? Uh, they're just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they're just amazing. Not but much to add. There's a few things that you can look at, for sure. Um, but put it this way, when it was um, – when it was like twenty fourteen or whatever, and there was fifteen minutes to go, if I had a stayed close, I you would have come out of this game going, okay, yeah, they were missing players, but there's a lot to take out of this. But the fact that they scored three tries in fourteen minutes, it's like <laughs> they're just ruthless. They are so fucking ruthless. Stephen it's a joke.
1: Stephen Crichton had <laughs> Stephen Crichton had eight runs and he had three tries, just in a try.
0: <laughs> Far out unbelievable i will say though the titans did we're talking about the edges and you know how he can go for that intercept but he puts himself in a good position to also um you know tackle the player yeah titans did a really good job of holding the ball up and almost making i think it was brimo take that short run but go overs and that went into the space that Crichton wasn't defending
1: okay so well so it was a well well planned yeah
0: well coached well planned and so when you look at that you go okay if Critter likes to do that and it almost looks impossible, so maybe you do hold it up and instead of hitting the undersline, you hit the overs line and you fall into that space that he
1: is not in. And Critter, yeah, great shout. Because Critter will do that and mm. he'll do it again and he'll do it again. Yep. And, yeah, he had it covered in last week's one against Manly, but that there's an opportunity there.
0: Yeah, there's an opportunity to hit that overs line instead of the unders line. Like mm, um, that. Outside of that, Cleary, solid again. Two tries here. Interesting. He kicked only for two hundred and seventy-eight meters this game, so that's that's surprising. Yeah. I, I will say that although they're incredible and they've rested all these players, I think Cleary has like just, I guess, taken it down a gear a little bit compared to maybe three or four weeks He's ago. He's building, and I think that that that's either a scary sign or. Maybe a po- I, Look I'm hard to even be negative Like what the fuck Do you say Anything to that
1: you try And say negative Is like yeah But they rested Half their team again <laughs> Yeah
0: And also like You know he's going to turn yeah. Turn up and go skits When it hits finals time um, So really exciting times For the Panthers Seriously like The fact that We're rolling into a three-peat And no one's even That hyped about it Shows you how good The Panthers are yeah. <laughs> um, Titans Really good fight For most of the match But you know, eventually left it out. I, I'm of the mind with the Titans where I've seen enough to be excited for their next year. Mm. Um, but I do think that they've... Look, the positive I'll take out of this game for the Titans, I thought Tommy Weaver looked great. I thought his kicking game was outstanding. I mean, I know he had that like one or two seven, set, seven tackle sex, sets, but what have we talked about? The, the best teams and the best, um, you know, the top tier teams, what do they all have? Their sevens are unbelievable kickers. You know, even Hughes' kicking game, I think, is underrated. Now, is it as good as a Cleary and a Reynolds? Like, probably not. But what's exciting about Tom Weaver is in your debut, you kick for 737 metres. Jeez. Like, you have 20 kicks. Jeez, that's bloody
3: good.
1: Doesn't that show how this game panned out? That mm. they were just trying to get out of their own end, just long kick after long kick after long kick. But you're right, great signs for, for Tommy. Great, I mean, I think you're getting told you're debuting against the Penrith Panthers.
0: Ironically clearly debuted against the storm when they were top dogs Mm -hmm. and he made 40 tackles and they got pumped but it was a good sign and a good test um so i think yeah tom weaver look it's that seven jersey is almost cursed for a young gun at the titans but to come out and looked as composed as he did to come out and kick for that many meters that's exciting because i think that the more the game you know makes it so that you can barely put any pressure on kickers the more important a good kicking game is going to be because you can have the worst set in the, you can have literally the worst set, but you're not allowed to put pressure on kickers. So the kick's always going to be good pretty much. So if you've got a guy that's got a massive boot like this, you know, it could really change your fortunes.
1: Yeah, big future.
0: Big future. Uh, I thought Maui Fodawaku was good. I thought Jamin uh, Jooff was really good as well. I thought they got through a lot of work. Uh, Tino, as always, just works his ass off, seriously. 28 tackles, zero misses. 176 metres, 75 post contact, five tackle breaks.
1: And also limped off injured for about 15 minutes. You know, like, is he coming back? He didn't just come back, but he came back and got through his work.
0: Unbelievable. He's so good. Um, good to see Brimo get through 80. I thought he was dangerous, really, really dangerous. Uh, yeah, outside of that, look, you know, it wasn't uh, as gutsy as their performance against the Warriors, but, you know, they are playing the Panthers that are a gun side. They hung in there for most of it. They've got four and out, uh, they've got Tanner Boyd out. Brimo's just coming back from injury. I wouldn't be too disappointed.
1: We saw the first probably breakout moment for for young Cleese Huss, with mm. that early try mm. off a brilliant line. It was strong, busted attack, a tackle, a bit of late footwork. So that was really exciting to see. He needs to up his input though, because mm. I saw that and went, yes, how good is this? Like this bloke's got, <clears throat> obviously got talent there completely different kind of player to his brother mm. but he had three runs in 53 minutes mm. and we don't you don't all have to be a back row that runs 20 times a game like you, you have your toilers and your, your your big number sort of players but if you're going he's in sort of that mold for me early on in his career of jeremiah and i or like mm. even to a lesser degree with britain nikara who was never a, a high-involvement player. Makes enough tackles, but never a lot of runs. But they would limit themselves to eight to ten, but every time they did, it was running a gun line and super efficient. And yeah. they'd score tries and all that. If he's got – he needs to drop his run rate, mm. but if he does, they need to be, like, efficient. Yeah, Because that's sure. very small. Yeah. But it, it showed a lot, that try. Mm. <laughs> that was, yeah. I think,
0: I think he, he looks like he's a guy that suffers from being a rookie coming in and not having the confidence to demand the ball. Yeah. A lot of rookies struggle with that, having the guts to just go, I want the ball, get me this, you know, get me to this point fair, here.
1: fair, like, you, you understand that.
0: I would love to know his um, decoy runs, you know, how, how do they compare mm. against his uh, opposing, yeah. you know, back rowers?
1: Is he running a ton of good lines and they're just
0: playing out the exactly, back? Out the exactly, exactly. Um, whereas if he's not, then it's like, mate, you just got to try to somehow get to 10 runs at the very least. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you saw the potential there. You saw and, the potential.
1: And, look, they do go left a lot mm. to Kieran Four in any particular day for feeder. That's their strong side. So maybe he's just not getting a lot of ball. Mm.
0: Uh, now on to the next game. Dragons lose to the Storm. I've got to say I have been so stoked with the way the Dragons have played the last month mm. of footy. I I think they deserve a massive rap. I know they haven't won the games, but it's been a disaster year. Let's let's call it what it is. It's been an absolute disaster for the Dragons. And they've still fought, you know, they lost a coach, they had their key player wanting to leave. You know, they've lost Bud Sullivan now. They've had players, you know, out for off field stuff. It's uh, been a tough year for them, but they continue to just rip and tear. I know the Dragons fans aren't getting victories and I know it seems like a long way away. And, you know, I would agree they, st- they need to recruit, um, you know, pretty drastically if they want to fight for the eight, but I've shown ticker. They've shown ticker. As a team, they've shown ticker.
1: They have shown ticker. They like they haven't lost a game by more than twelve since round eighteen. And I know that's like really sugarcoating things a little bit for them. But you're right, it has been a a bit of a disaster year for them. They've lost a coach. They're sitting near the bottom end of the table, but in a time when they easily could have thrown the towel in, like done by ten against Melbourne. 12 against the Bunnies, 6 against the Eels, 6 against the Seagulls. They beat the Tigers, like, 10 against the Raiders. They've been thereabouts. they're not getting the results, but they're having a crack. It's not all doom and gloom. Yeah. Um, some
0: standouts, I thought Suley was great, Moses Suley. I thought he uh, got through his work, 13 runs, 131 metres, 3 tackle breaks, uh, 2 line break assists. 18 tackles, only 1 miss. Um, you know, Sloane, it's kind of the same old story. You see the great flashy stuff, and then some of his efforts in defence, he just like, bro, just, just get bumped. Just
1: put, your, just put your body in line and get bumped. The defensive efforts lines that kill me. just yeah, That yeah. last man D, like, mate, you're a bit small, you're a bit young. You don't necessarily have to make them all, but just the ease at which they go you, through. Him you, can,
0: you can miss the tackle, but just put your body yeah. in front. That's all. Yeah. And then everyone will be like, you know what? Like, I think a good example of that is um, Reese Walsh. He doesn't have the best defence. But he, he always throws his body at it, at the very least. Um, I think even Billy Slater was like that for a little bit. Defense he needed to work on obviously became outstanding. Yeah. Um, and so that's a part of his game, Sloan, that he's just – his attack has actually been quite consistently good for a few weeks now. Just those little moments where you you can choose to step away from him or step to him, you are just got to make the choice to go, you know what, I might get bumped here, it might be embarrassing, it might hurt. But I tell you what, it sends a message to the rest of the team that doesn't. I'm here. And that's, if he can sort that out, then he's on his way. He's on his way. Uh, so, yeah, I think, think uh, Black Laurie, another, I think, a great knock from Black Laurie. I've loved him this year. He's been great. Mate, seriously, he has worked his backside 196
1: off. 196 metres. Yeah, old. I'd actually argue
0: he's probably their player of the year. I think he's been one of their best all year long.
1: Yeah, I mean, you nearly just have to give it to Ben Hunt every year because he's a gun. But Blake Laurie. So good,
0: yeah. Like I, I think he's been outstanding. Let's think. It gets a storm forward pack. Mm. You know, I know not the biggest now, but yeah. they're still clinical. Uh So yeah, Billy
1: Burns getting a doubl. Oh,
0: fucking Billy Burns! Seven look tackle bus. unbelievable, eh?
1: He's not a battler. He's a strike edge back row. Billy Burns in defence though, he needs to. He
0: missed ten tackles. <laughs> um But yeah, two tries, two meters Yeah, can't rob him of that. Um, so, and as I said, like the Billy Burns, your Dan Russells, um, your Couchmans, I love the ticker they show. They 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 got ticker. That's one thing they do have. So, I think the, I think Dragons fans, although it's been an extremely disappointing year, I think at least over the last month, I don't think they've let themselves down. They've tried their asses off. Uh, onto the Storm, mate. I, I gave up last week and I give up again. I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to win the comp? Maybe. Ask me next week when they play, and I'll tell you. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to be convinced of the Storm until they win the grand final. You know what I mean? That's how unsure I am of what this team's going to dish up each week.
1: Do you like them more? Like, I feel like this time last year, we were having the exact same conversation every week. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. Did you like them more last year this time or this year? Last year, probably. Yeah.
0: Like, 38-28 against the Dragons? And you're
1: uh, a top four side. And they'd be pretty close to full strength for the first time in a while. Like, like, And without Katoa, you might lose that game. You probably do lose the game. They're in a position now where they're not picking Remus Smith. They're not picking Justin Orlum. They're, the beauty of it for them is that they've got blokes like Seve and Tonema Pia mm. Who, for the meantime, have won these roles And they're keeping some and veterans Warb- Warbrick's been outstanding Warbrick, They're keeping players out They've got this competition for spots Pappenhausen maybe comes back this season Maybe doesn't But then all of a sudden you've got Nick Meany Who might be shifting to a wing We don't know what will happen So the competition's there But, you know, you can't use injuries as an excuse at the moment And again, they won the game They scored 38 points Some great signs, mm. but... They also con- conceded 28 to the Dragons. 28 That's to the Dragons. Point. Five they, tries.
0: After the week before they beat a top eight side in the Raiders mm. by 50, Yeah, about 50, and you're going, what the hell? You kept the Raiders to no tries, then 28 points from the Dragons? Mm. It's bizarre. It's bizarre.
1: Really, really doesn't bode well for <laughs> the Raiders. <laughs> I, don't, yeah,
0: I don't understand with the Storm. Oh, look, the positives. Jerome Hughes – the positive is if you've got Drome Hughes hitting absolute red-hot form come finals footy. Um, and Eli Katoa, he was absolutely phenomenal on the weekend. He's defence, he's... You know, we've talked about it ad nauseum with the Storm, but that punch, he's he brings it. He brings it so much to them. They are, they're a different side without him.
1: I hope him and Drome Hughes stick together for the next five years because there's a really special combination brewing there. Mm. They're just... It's so their first season together ellie's missed a handful of games at times so they haven't had like the entire season to to get the combination in order gee they look good together oh mate like
0: imagine them two or three years in how hectic they're gonna be um another guy that's um oh i forgot his name now jack Haworth hasn't featured at oh, all not this not year a
1: thing. not a and thing and there's been a ton of opportunities
0: ton of opportunities a sent, like signed a massive deal Reportedly 500k a year Hasn't even been cited I wonder what he's Can you he get his stats up For Q
1: Cup? Um, we got him up Like Phil Maybe five six weeks ago And He'd been pretty damn good So I've No idea what's going on there Maybe it's just a fit
0: thing Maybe they're just trying to They're being patient With his development They don't feel he's ready yet They've needed
1: like Imagine him on either, either side Yeah They've needed edge back roles For a lot of this year Especially when Katoa was out mm. Don't
2: know. Uh, so he's been averaging 170 metres, played second row all year, tackling at 90%, uh, three try assists, three tries, 16 games, 60 tackle breaks. That's about just over three a game, five line breaks. So yeah, pretty
1: maybe solid. Just, solid. Maybe just not hitting the heights just yet.
0: Yep. Um, but yeah, Eli Katoa, he was outstanding. Far out, he was good. And even that hit he put on Ben Hunt, holy oh. heckers. Fucking hell, bro just relax it's a little 70 going out there <laughs> um so that's the positive for the storm i think that regardless of what's happening now and you know it, it is so strange that they're sitting in the top four and we're like we're off them <laughs> it's like that's how good that's how much respect we have for the storm but like the positive i think for the storm is that they haven't lost the magic of being able to developed players you know ellie Katara's has come and even Coates, when he came, it took a while. Whereas Eli Kataro's come, and he is turning into the player that we all thought he would, which shows you this, the system all still works. Everything's still working. They just, you know, we spoke about it with the eels, but I think the Storm made the mistake of losing all those players at once. Yeah, I think that in a, the whole pack, <laughs> they're the whole pack. But if you go back another year as well, so over the last two years, Dalvinukin, Tino, Cheese, Kafusi, Bromich, Bromich. Like who
1: a bit before that.
0: To, like a lot. in the last two years, they've lost a whole starting forward yep. pack. I mean, even even not starting. Then you obviously throw in Nico Hines there as well. Like that's 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 a lot of players. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, and so I think that it's as rugby league changes and players are probably less willing to be loyal and they're more willing to get paid for their services the way they feel they should. I think that that's probably where the storm have maybe just not executed as well as they would have hoped. Mm. In losing all those players all at once,
1: and just becoming victims of their own success for sure. They for sure. they turn battlers into premiership winners, and they can go and get a paycheck elsewhere. That's realistically probably worth more than what they are worth as players. But because they've come through this incredible system, this incredible team, mm. they earn that check. Good luck to them. They go and get it.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah it's definitely a victim of their own success. The only thing I'd say is that, and look, they're in this unique position. They had you know two or three immortals in a spine, so that changes a lot. But for 20 years, they essentially, they might have one down year. This is the first time, and look, the season's not over, guys. And when I say down years, we're talking like finishing fourth. Mm. This may be the second year where they finish fourth or fifth and they may they may bow, bow out. I don't think that's ever happened before where it's been two or three years together where they've kind of not been as good as we know the storm can yeah, be. It's
1: an interesting little race for that fourth spot because you sort of, You feel as though the Storm look okay for it. They've got the Titans this week, which they should be winning and need to win down there. Mm. They then play the Broncos in the final round of the season Mm. at Suncorp. So they've got the Sharks on 32. They've got the Raids on 32, but our differential's terrible, so that probably won't matter. Big game, the Sharkies and Knights this weekend. If the Sharkies win that game on race for four, if they lose it, Storm probably pretty well locked into the top four. Even if they lose to the Broncos? If that, so if the Storm win this week and the Sharks lose, they'll go four points clear. So yeah, they'll be yeah, okay. they'll be top four. But I mean, what are the Raiders? have got Broncos and then Sharks.
2: Uh, the only time that's come close to so like back-to-back not as good years for Storm since their first win in 06. Oh, sorry, their first grand final in loss in 06. 13, they got knocked down in week two, and 14, they got knocked down in week one. That's the worst back-to-back years.
1: Dark, dark period for the storm.
0: <laughs> yeah, dark, never recover. But, th- I mean, that just shows you how... Like, it's probably in the last 20 years, you'd say it's Roosters' storm, most dominant. And, like, look at the difference. That the Roosters, when they have a bad year, like, oh, they might not make the eight. When the Storm have a bad year, they finish fourth.
2: The last 20 years, it's been Roosters' storm, but Roosters got the wooden spoon in 09 they came second last in '16, and they'll probably miss the finals this year. Did they get the spoon in '09?
0: Yeah. I thought the rooster's. Okay.
2: The Storm. Is it away from spoon to grand final? No, the wow. Storm
1: did have spoons in you know, 07 and oh 09. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's good, Timmy. Hey, I'm just calling it what it is. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good. It's not an interpretation. Give it thing. to him, Timmy. There's, there's no discrepancy, mate. That's just. Give that's it just to what him.
0: It is. Give it to him. Hey, that's Raiders. Right. That's a Ricky coming out in here. I love Billy Slater tearing me out. <laughs> um, so, uh, look. We say it ad nauseum. If there's any other team, we'd be like, fucking mm. how good? The Storm. One of the greatest organisations we've ever seen in Australian sport. Um, and I think that if they don't go well this year, although they'll be disappointed, I think it's a testament to how incredible their system is. Yeah. I really do. And now, that's not me being, you know, sugarcoating this season. That's not me being low expectations. That's me saying, The amount of players they have lost in the last two years they should not even they should be like struggling to make the eight any other club would be absolutely in free fall the storm just fight to the death no matter what so it's impressive do i think that it's it's one of the most the toughest years to gauge as to are they a premiership threat? yep for sure do i think they can win a premiership right now no i don't oh like look can they yes they can Mm. but do i have them on the level of penrith and broncos now no, I don't. But I will say, as a Bronco that was scarred with playing the Storm in finals footy, <laughs> if there is one team they could knock off in the finals, Storm just have a
1: thing against the Broncos. So, so put you under pressure here. Mm. Panthers, we've all got number one, obviously. Broncos, I think we've all got number two. Who's the third favourite between the comp in your eyes at the moment? Well, I'd have to say let, Storm. Let, 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 let's say, that, yeah, say the Panthers and Broncos, they go out... Week two of finals, mm. who wins the comp? Well, I'd have to say Storm, mm. which, is,
0: which is crazy because I just said I don't think they'll win the comp. Yeah. But who's better?
1: Warrior, I don't think the Warriors are. I think Warriors, you'd have fourth or fifth. It's like form-wise, the Knights are humming, mm. but if we're talking about going to finals and like the big four weeks games in the cauldron, yeah, Storm.
0: Yeah. I think the storm. Yeah. I just I just don't know how they could beat Broncos and Panthers. No, it also
1: shows the gap between, yeah, between like mm. Panthers-Broncos third. Mm.
0: The positive, though, with, is Hughes hitting form. That's so important for them, is Hughes in form. Um, anyway, on to the next game. Um, next game. Knights defeat the Rabbitohs 29-10. to 10. Uh, Knights were outstanding. Mm. Like I... I am so happy for the Knights and their fans. I cannot believe how far they have come in less than half a year of rugby league. It is amazing. Like they're not just getting a lucky draw and scraping through a certain, you know, certain teams. Like they're playing bloody good footy and they just look so united. They look like a team that has a style of play and every single person, one to seventeen, it's fully, fully bought in. Like, they did that without Jackson Hastings. They did did that without Hastings. They're number seven. Like, if Penrith went out and lost to a side without Cleary, most people would go, oh, yeah, yeah, they are missing Cleary, though. No one's even mentioning Hastings. That shows you how well they played on the weekend.
1: I just love that everything is going right for the Knights right now, and that's a result of all the hard work they've put in and – They've got through some some tough injury periods and their the fans have got through some tough times. But it's just like they keep getting these Sunday afternoon games. It seems like they've played at home the last 12 weeks. I know that's not literally the thing, <laughs> but so many like home games. Sunday afternoons, the weather's turning it on up mm. in Newcastle. And just the second the final siren goes, the players just go nuts and the fans go nuts. It's just such a great thing, it looks like, to be a part of the Newcastle Knights at the moment. So I'm so happy for... The success that they're having out of plenty of dark years in a row—not mm. plenty, but a few dark years—I should say—they're they're so high on confidence, yeah. and it just—they look like they look like they feel like they're bulletproof at the moment, mm. which I can't yeah. believe I'm saying that of after where they were early on this season, or what they produced last year, but they do the confidence that they will have likely now. It looks like going into finals football—that's crazy, eh?
0: Like, they're essentially locked into finals footy two weeks out from there. Because what what are they right now?
1: They're three clear of the Rabbitohs, Cows and Roosters on 28 points in seventh.
0: So they'd essentially need those guys to win every game.
1: And they'd need to lose both. Lose
0: both. So they win next week they're in? Yep. Yep. Who they play this week again? Sharks. And then who's uh, who they play the week after? Dragons. So, like... You'd have to say they're going to win one of those matches.
1: Sharks are at home, Dragons, I believe, are away. so like very.
0: Surely you're beating the Dragons for a, for a final spot. That would be one of the – surely, yeah. you know. So I'd be shocked if they're not going to play finals footy. They may finish as high as fifth. That's crazy. Because, yeah, if they beat the Sharkies and they beat the Dragons, they finish fifth. Or
1: big, big, big chance at finishing fifth or sixth and getting that home final, which Far would be out. very intriguing.
0: Far out. That's amazing. Um Onto the game. What I really liked, I mean, all the usuals that have been killing it this year. We, we've already spoken a lot about Kaylin, Um but what I really liked is the Saifidi brothers. Uh, sorry, um, Daniel Saifidi. I thought he was outstanding. I really did. Um, so you had, no, sorry, Jacob Saifidi. I thought Jacob Saifidi started the game really, really well, got through his work. And then Daniel Saifidi obviously came on and scored that try, which was an amazing put down. <laughs> but the Saifidi brothers, the positive for them is they're still so young. And so if they can find a way to, to fulfill their potential, like that's where you could see this team progressing into like, oh shit, you know, top four next year. And maybe they make a challenge because they've managed to do this with Saifidi brothers, probably not playing as well as we know they can play. And I thought that they were really, really good, especially Jacob um, on the weekend. I thought he started the game outstanding. You know, and then you got Leo Thompson who was an edge back rower Filled in because they were decimated with injury. He was outstanding on the weekend, too. Had six tackle breaks in the front row, 25 tackles, only two misses. Like, when I look at this forward pack and the ages of their front row rotation, I, I, it's exciting. It's really exciting. If they can continue to progress, continue to get better as and as good as we know they can. If Daniel Saifidi and Jacob Saifidi be the best they can be, you're looking at two origin front rowers mm. at your club. Like, when was the last time there was, you know, like maybe what Petro and Webby may look, I'm probably forgetting, but like two front rowers that are origin at a a club. Eels. Eels, But then Regan got dropped. Yeah. Um, So like, and what they got to a grand final. So if you could, if you get side Fidi brothers at their potential, maybe even playing origin in the future, that's how you, you, you challenge for a premiership. That's how you get to that top tier standard. So the good thing for the Knights is they have the cattle. It's just about environment now. It's just about coaching
1: well like sharks have had a certainly a turnaround in form but and i know there's two weeks out into the finals but of the teams four through ten whoever ends up in in the four and the eight there's not a side coming in with more momentum and their tails up more than newcastle knights right now yeah they're yep. so well rounded there's not a player in that side that's questionable form at the moment mm. like Phoenix Crossland is going from strength to strength as a number nine. Kurt Mann's back in the team. I thought he was unreal on the weekend. They're well placed.
0: Absolutely. And then you look at their back line. That back line playing well mixes it with any back line.
1: Greg Marju has spoken so much about him this season for, such, for great reason. And I mentioned a week or two ago he had a, a one off this season, a stinker. And it's a credit to his development in 2023. Just brushed it off. Has looked yeah. terrific since. Had arguably his best game of the season on the weekend. Mm. 240 metres, a hat-trick. Could have been more than a hat-trick. They're, gee, they're in a good place.
0: Mate, they are in such a good place. And as I said, like, you look at that back line, that back line is as good as any back line in the comp. Mm. Like you, you put that up against Penrith, Broncos, that can go toe-to-toe. Like KP can go one-for-one one with Reese Walsh, Dylan, Walker, uh, Dylan Edwards. Then you've got Dom Young, Greg Marju. They can go toe-to-toe with a Tottenham. Um, with a Taruva, with an Oats, with a, a Cobo. Then you look at the centers, like they genuinely can go toe to toe in the back line. Then you look at the forward pack, as I said, Sai Fidi at his best, both brothers, mm. origin players. Tyson Brazil, origin player. Leo Thompson, one of the most improved players in the competition. And that's another thing is when you're looking at coaching and environment, you want to see are you getting the best out of players? Look at Thompson and Crossland. Together, they're the two most improved players in the competition. Individually, you could probably look at some other guys, but those two players have come leaps and bounds in, like, ten weeks. Yeah, That shows a good environment.
1: And then we look going into finals at depth, any injuries occur. Adam Kloon had hardly played this season due to injury. Yeah. Steps in, seamless.
0: Se- literally seamless. Like They look just as good, just as uh, smooth on that left edge. It was unbelievable. The left
1: edge was incredible. And oh. that's the thing, you've got all these... Wheels turning in the right motion. Like KP's the icing on, on the top that they can get to a finals game. They'll do their job. Kalen can win games on his own because yeah. he's such a freaking in unbelievable form. <sighs>
0: yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Really, really excited. I, I cannot, like, I just can't wait to see what they do in the recruitment market. I know mm-hmm. they brought Cogger, which, you know, we've given all these reps. I'm, it's actually quite surprising they brought Cogger when you look at, you know, Hastings and Gamble seem to be good enough to get the job done and I don't think Cog is a six. Um, I think he's a seven. Uh, but it's going to be – I can't wait to see where they go, what direction they go in recruitment. Do they bring in more forwards? Do they um, – I can't wait. They're outstanding This and they're so exciting to watch. And, I, yeah, I just cannot express enough how happy I am for Caelan Power. I just think it's so good to see him becoming who we know he is. Uh, yeah, anything else from the, the Knights? No. Uh, Rabbitohs. Oh, um, look! I'll start with the positives. I thought Cookie worked his ass off. Um, yeah, like to be honest, there really weren't that many positives. Cam Murray, obviously, when does he not work his ass off? But this looks like a team that has much more going wrong than rugby league.
1: They just look. I feel like we've said the same sort of things within the last five, six weeks and they just look like a complacent footy side to me that they're not willing to roll up the sleeves and do the tough stuff through the middle. They just, they're so good in attack and they know they are, they're like, yeah, we've got enough superstars that they'll get us out of trouble, they'll win us games. But that's not working for them at the moment. Mm -hmm. A couple of superstar players got them across the line against the Dragons the week prior Well, they went up against a red-hot night side last weekend, I should say, and it showed where they're actually at as a football side. I think a a good example of this is around the man you just mentioned. That's Damien Cook, who he had one of his best games of the season on the weekend and he was running the ball. I just feel like they just want to go wide so early and not go through the middle. Damien Cook is one of the best running hookers in the game, if not the best. Mm. His run... For mm. I think the the least meters of his career since he's been an eighty minute or a bid minute hooker for the bunnies this season sixty four meters per game lowest since twenty seventeen mm. like it's like they've said because oh, we're so good out why just give it don't worry about running as often mm. should be the opposite mate you're the best runner in the game you see an opportunity go take mm. off. Well, I, I just I haven't seen –
0: like, we used to see the Cam-Murray-Cook combination all the time. And I haven't seen that for a while, where you're just going bang, 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 and it's just all through yeah. the middle, and then going out to the edges.
1: And, and it, it it looks that simple. Like mm. right? And what happens then, if you do that, your completion gets higher, you're not defending as much, you're not getting fatigued as early, because you're going through the middle, you try mm. and win the middle, and it's just – none of it is panning out that, that way for me. It's like when Slater said a month ago that – that quote that stuck in my mind with the Sharkies, do we just go all out attack and try and outpoint them? It's like the Bunnies, it's the opposite. The first 20 minutes, unless we're in the opposition 20, don't go white. Through the middle, through the middle, yeah. through the middle. Get in the grind yeah. because we've got the superstars. The points will come. They absolutely will. Mm. But they just don't seem willing to do that at the yeah. moment. 58% completion. And they have, they have now, like they're sitting in 58%. 58%. <laughs> that percent. is so poor. And, and, that's,
2: and the first half halftime it was 45. i think oh. from the 16th minute to the t- to halftime so 24 minute period they made eight errors it's one every three minutes
1: and
0: that's all mental that's not that's not talent that's mental
1: they're sitting in eighth place on 28 points they have the bye this week cool even if they do scrape into the finals they play around 27 against the roosters they're probably seven blokes sim in that one again and they'll go in probably battered and bruised and even if they play well in that game and win it's like they'll be going in off one good game of footy so mm. oh yeah. Wow. yeah, I'm look, so disappointed by them just because we saw what they've been early in the year.
0: In in early in the year, that was their, their shining trophy was how gritty they were through the middle. Like mm. They were so tough through the middle. And I know they're missing some players and some forwards, but that does not excuse 58% completion rate. Like, I just think that, and I know, you know fans hate when I say this, but I think that, and the players absolutely should take responsibility for what they're playing. Not saying it's not the player's fault. I just think that it seems to me like an unhappy dressing room. I haven't seen the Rabbitohs, even when they've gone through periods where they've lost by 50, I haven't seen them look this unhappy on a rugby league field in quite a while. Now, is that their own fault? Because they're not committing to what they need to commit to? Is it other things? I'm not sure, but... No, Maddie, you could speak about what where you feel they're at i just it looks like an unhappy changing room or an, at least an unhappy environment
2: well it does especially because the way that they played at the start of the year the first 11 rounds it looked like they were having more fun than any team in the competition mm. and now it just it just doesn't seem that way at all mm. i i can't put my finger on it. it's been again they're sitting first or second after round 11. i just don't know what's gone wrong it, it's a it's a stunning turnaround like we all talk about the Broncos last year, how they, and, and granted they went from fourth to ninth in like five weeks or something. But if South missed the finals, I, I, I'd love to know if, there, if there's ever been a team. I'm sure there has, but not in my me- memory, a team that's been first halfway through the year to not make the finals. It's mm-hmm. been a pretty significant fall from grace.
0: Crazy to think the Roosters might make the finals and the Rabbitohs
2: won't. might not. Far out. Well, I mean, if they played tomorrow, you'd probably have Roosters as favorites to win the game.
0: Yeah, probably. It's crazy. I don't know. They look frustrated they don't look like they're enjoying their footy uh, even when they like i can understand by the end of the match you get frustrated you do silly things and obviously
1: big trelly mitt <laughs> silly um Tre- mitt one of his worst games of his career just was like he ran for 200 meters so he was having a crack he was having a crack but the discipline was not there like he, Frustra- had, he looked frustrated you know, He looked so frustrated and there were, there were, He had three errors, a couple of penalties He got that late Simbin, Which obviously you know, put a line through that But they, he was trying But just some real ill discipline mm. in, in the errors he was making Throwing some passes when they didn't need to be And this is a bunny side playing For mm. their, their survival this season
0: Well I, I always think that like You look at Trell When he's smiling and enjoying his footy mm. That's when he's playing his best footy. And, uh, you know, when he, out, when he runs out, you know, at the moment, he just doesn't look like, he's, you know, he's smiling and enjoying it. And it come out in the footy field, he got frustrated, he got angry, and he's an aggressive big boy. So he's going to take his anger yeah. out. Uh, this is rugby league. It's filled with a bunch of aggressive big boys. Um, but unfortunately, j- because he's the main guy, you just can't do it. Um, I think the... I think the positive, though, is, is that at the very least... He's ripping in. Like he's, he's still ripping in. Yeah. And that's what I that's I think that's a positive that he's still ripping in. But just the frustration, just gotta find a way to like channel it in a different direction. Yeah,
1: and, and I I think the proof's in the pudding with the stats and with that, that completion rate, which is one of the worst we've seen in a long time mm. from any side, that they're using the ball too much. They're they just slow it down, play through the guts. It'll come, yeah. it'll come. And the like
0: the problem is, is essentially across the board though, it's not like we talk about Trell because he's the main guy, he's mm. a superstar and also because he's a once in a lifetime player. Yeah. So you talk about him, but he's not the only one. Like Good yeah, God, no. across the board, just nowhere near where they should be playing. Um, so whatever whatever is going on, change room environment, I hope they can sort it because don't, they don't look happy. And that was the one thing that I always loved about the Rabbitohs boys is that win, lose or draw, they seemed like a happy, tight bunch they still seem tight as a crew but it just there seems to be a lot more going on that we can see uh you know like for, for example Lockie Elias. that when he kicked it out that's not Lockie like, that's not Lockie Elias. he's so much better than that like he that's that's not even close to how good Lockie Elias is so like I just wonder like what's happening mentally for him to make that mistake because he is a lifetime better than that. He is a good,
1: a really good seven. Campbell Graham falling off soft one on one. Campbell ones. Graham. We never see that. We never him. see
0: that. Now, like I, That's that's what I mean. So across the board, we're seeing guys that are so mm. much better than this. Just It just doesn't seem to be – it's shocking. Like when I saw Campbell Graham falling off tackles, like Campbell Graham's literally one of my favourite players in the competition. And I go back through his career, I don't think you could find a game where you'd go – Nah, didn't play that well like he has been mr consistent at the Rabbitohs, and i know now i know he's dealing with injuries he's got a bad sternum problem he gets needle up at, before the game and at half time but yeah just just these um performances that yeah they're so much better than that like keon killed it in origin cody killed it in origin
1: well what was it coming out of origin when they had these barnstorming games like cody He's going to take this confidence from origin and mm. fly home. And he just – he hasn't. And as I said, it's not pointing their finger at any one individual. this just as a team. They're not there.
0: Yeah. yeah. So hopefully – you know, they're probably they're, – they're definitely the only team in the comp that they could rock up in a week's time yep. and blow someone off the park and just turn everything around. They've been like that for years. So I hope they do. I really do hope they do.
2: I think – this is just my opinion. I think Souths need to roll the dice on this Latrell Mitchell suspension. Because every game is going to be an elimination final, basically. Oh, challenge it, do you mean? Yeah, like challenge the grading, make it because it's grade two. I can challenge it, go to grade one, dangerous contact, and get away with a fine. Would because
1: grade grade one would be a fine? Would it?
2: Grade one would be a fine.
1: Well mm. they have to? Imagine like if they don't.
2: If they if they don't, then he misses the Roosters game, and then that could be season and they over.
1: Losing it, like, yeah, you got to do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh, yeah, just disappointing for the Roosters, really is. Ah, sorry for the Rabidos. Not disappointing for the Roosters this Great for the Roosters. Um But I hope they'll turn around. I love I actually really liked Rabidos. I they're a great group of boys and um incredible to watch. At their best, rugby league doesn't get much better. They're
1: the best team to watch in there. And that's oh. that's why it's so disappointing. Yeah. It's not even like, like, oh, we saw it last year the year before. We've seen it this season. Mm. I want to see it again. Oh, I want to see it again in finals. That
0: run they went on, I was like, I I actually had them on an even playing field with penrith mm. when they went on that run earlier in the year because they were doing it against all the top tier sides so Anyway Raiders v the bulldogs raiders win 36 uh, 24 Raiders do what they do best now. It's actually their biggest winning margin of the year, which is bizarre. Here but, we come baby. Oh my god um, <laughs> Look a bounce back is a bounce back uh, Wasn't pretty but when have the raiders won pretty this year? Oh. This is their dna. This is who they are I've spoken about it quite a lot. When you look at their spine compared to other spines, I think they're actually overachieving. I actually think that that's and that sounds disrespectful. I'm not being disrespectful and saying that they're not a good good team. I just think that their grit has got them through an entire season. And I can't remember the last time. This is a compliment. The last time a team essentially used pure grit to get into finals footing.
1: It's I completely agree, and I, I want to be m- more bullish about our prospects when we get to the finals, and mm. I'd love to go on a run, but you're right, we don't blow teams off the park at all, and the gritty, narrow win, not narrow, 12 points, that's fine, but not blowing this out doesn't weigh me. It's just the 24 points conceded to the Bulldogs yep. when we are about to embark on a finals campaign. The reality is, you look at our spine, Zach Wolford, who was out of the nrl and was never going to play again 18 months ago and we mm. gave him a lifeline he's been great matt frawley steps in for jack white and, and again a good good role player can come in jamal fogarty solid enough jordan Rapana, a winger who's gone to fullback when it wasn't him or was seb chris a center who'd gone to fullback that's the spine we're running out each week and to be doing running out of that side we've got a gun forward pack we've got some talented players mm. in there but i think the fact that we're locked into finals i believe Two weeks out we're gonna be playing finals football i think that's a good season so far i'd Mm. I'd love to go and do some damage in finals but i think we've had a a great season so far
0: well i think that when you look at the raiders and you look at their squad even going into the year you would say jackie White needs to be the best player on the field essentially Mm. each week then you can do some damage but obviously jackie's had a, a quiet year this year and so you look at those guys and you go okay jamal fogarty wolfwood you know rapana but if Jackie Whiten's firing and playing the best footy you can, you can have, then then um, Fogarty balances Whiten out. You know what I mean? And he he actually picks up the slack. And I th- with this season, I think just because the fact that your your biggest player, your marquee player, has been a bit quiet, I actually think that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's a compliment to the boys that yeah. they just ripped and teared And even without their key player, like you even go to Penrith, if Cleary had a really really quiet year and they struggled. A lot of people are like, well, yeah, Cleary had one of the most quiet years he's had all his career and that's why they struggled. And you've got to look at the Raiders and it's a similar situation. It really is. Like I, I, I think it's a compliment to their DNA as a club that first of all, it doesn't matter who they play, you know, outside of the one-off game where they just get, t- you know, blown off the park, they fight for everything, for literally everything. And if they can just somehow recruit one or two key players, it changes everything. It really does for them. Like when you look at their forward pack, Tarpner, 27, 28 years old. Uh Corey Horsbart, relatively young. Hudson Young, relatively young. Like that's a that's a really you've got Elliot Whitehead, um, who is mm. about 30 now. Papaliti, about 31, 32. And then you've got guys coming through, uh, like Trey Mooney, that that's um, you know, really, really good. There's then you've also got the recruit that they got from the Eels.
1: Um Ethan's not Ethan Strange, but Ethan Strange is there, Ethan isn't Strange it? carved Saunders. Yeah, Ethan Strange carved up in the halves on the weekend as well. In New Did Wales he Cup, killed it? Ethan Strange or Saunders? Strange. Strange. Saunders what? is the half coming from Para. Yep. But isn't he, Strange a centre? Yeah, but he was listed in the halves for New South Wales Cup on the okay. weekend and had like three tries. Or something. Was he a six or a seven? No, he's not. So I don't know what was going
0: on. I thought he was a centre. Are we, yeah. Are we? So we're we talking about the guy that played centre for New South Wales?
1: Yeah. Let me get the – so on the weekend.
0: Yeah, so – but that's good signs for the Raiders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're getting these young guys that are killing it in New South Wales Cup or they've killed it for New South Wales under 19. So if you can just hang
1: mm. in there. Ethan Strange was named at six mm. for New South Wales Cup. See, I can the, see Beat six. the doggies 40 to 12 and, yeah, he killed it. Th- three try assists, two see, I can see him assist. at six. Yeah, and then Savage was playing on the wing, scored a hat-trick on the wing – And to try assist, Chevy Stewart's the one that I'm thinking hopefully comes in as number one next year Mm, mm. if he's ready. If he's ready,
0: and then hopefully, um, what is his name? Saunders. Saunders, you know he he was a gun. Hopefully, in the next few years, he comes in as that key role. Mm. Yeah, so I I think the Raiders deserve a wrap. I think that they've shown a lot of grit that other clubs don't have, or they you know every club has grit, but not as much as the Raiders have grit. And they fought their way into the eight. In also, regards-
1: we can still miss out on the eight. You can still miss yeah, out? Yeah, we well, can. Fingers crossed. It needs result. We need to lose both and results go against yeah. us. But it's like, it's not, it's not unfathomable. It can happen.
2: Just just a bit of hope for you, Timmy. Um, this is very random. Please but fire. <laughs> in, in 2007, the Cowboys came third with a minus 71 points differential. They won all but one game in the regular season by 14 points or less. So very similar. And they made the prelim that year.
1: Okay. She's saying we're going to make the prelim.
2: I'm saying there's a chance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Positives. Uh, Jordan Rapana looked like bloody (laughs) Billy Slater out there. What the hell?
2: You're better than Billy Slater,
0: (laughs) man.
1: In that performance.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. He was outstanding. (laughs) A try, three try assist, 18 runs, 187 metres, nine tackle breaks, three line breaks, two line break assists. Like, he was phenomenal. What the hell? Raps, he's the best. He's, oh, I love He's it.
1: the best ball-playing fullback, since Billy <laughs> Slater.
0: Oh, how good was he? He was carving them up on the edges.
1: I'm like, we know he'll have a million runs a game and bust tacks and do all that, but just seeing him passing the ball nice, he was like, oh, I, see,
0: I didn't know where that come yeah. from. I love watching Rapper because he could have literally the worst game ever mm-hmm. and then he'll have four of the best games you've ever seen in your yeah. life. It's so good.
1: That's, that's
0: him. And I love how he has bad games because he tries too hard. Yeah. Not because he cats it and doesn't do anything, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Rapamana But he was Mate he literally tore Bulldogs apart yep. If he's not on the field Doing what he's doing Like it might have been A close game
1: I already played 34 years old Raps
0: He he was essentially Lost to the
1: game Comes back
0: Yeah So good So good And he, he went on a mission As well early in his career
1: Yeah went on the mission Went over to I'm pretty sure Raps was like Door knocking And doing that Took like a year or two Off rugby league yep.
0: He was at the Titans I think initially Yeah Yeah, yeah. Right. came Amazing.
1: back and then he was playing canberra rugby union for a little bit before the raiders signed him i think it was from there came in and obviously killed it for a number of years then he went <laughs> signed with japanese rugby just before as COVID hit <laughs> i think he had to i think he had to go I, I don't even know if he got over there i don't think he did i think he was about to go to pre-season train and fly over And i don't think he made it over there i hope he got paid out for his contract but surely. I know. surely
0: um a guy i want to shout out though tapping oh Mate, he has been so good for you guys this year, and he is a his consistency is his curse because it's just expected from him. But I wouldn't have him on the same level as, say a pain hus. If you had him on the same level as you know, a just just a tip tip below, I would I'd pay that. If you had him as your best front row in the game, I, I, I would say Payne's the best front row in the game. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's a bad opinion to have because I do believe Tarp Air is probably the most well-rounded front rower because i can't think of another front rower that has like this we've got you know junior bowler you know good ball playing um but is he as mobile as tarponair probably not uh and so when you look at air he's got good ball playing super mobile great motor um good at reading the game great defense can hit as yeah. well and i just think that he offers something so unique that a lot of other front rowers don't have yet. Um, whereas you look at Junior Bolo, he's just unbelievably in you know, in, in um, hit-ups. His ball playing is stupid. Some of his cut-out balls that Junior Bolo has played. And then you look at Payne Haas, he's slowly building into ball playing. His mode is incredible. His post-contact is incredible. Uh, Fisher-Harris, super aggressive. Does all the, the little things right. Yeah, whereas Tampeneau, I do believe he offers a really unique flavour to the front row position.
1: Yeah, I just love his bit when he he gets gets his tail up and he starts skipping across field a little bit mm. and finds a little bit of weakness in defense whether it's a smaller bloke or half a gap and pins through it and he just when he gets skipping you get excited mm. and opportunities come off the back of it and because he is so mobile when he does that, that's what a lot of front rowers, Payne Haas, Junior Polo, they don't have that. Mm. It's not a knock on them. It's like it's a wrap to taps and how good he does it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely not a knock on Polo or, um, or Payne well, Haas. He, he like.
1: threw that really nice pass as well for Papaliti's late try.
0: Yeah. It's just more a fact of the unique nature of, mm. of Tarpiner and the way he plays. You know, he's, he's a victim of if he was playing at a big club in Sydney or even Queensland and he was playing Origin – He'd be a superstar. Can you imagine? But because he's at the Raiders and he plays for the Kiwis, he just goes about his business, does his job. But I tell you what, the Kiwis forward pack with Leota, Tarpane oh. and Fisher Harris. I know they had that at the World Cup, but that's a fucking scary forward yep. pack. Jesus Christ.
1: Sofa Solomona.
0: And then you play in against Haas, Bolo, like Ooh. oh actually Bolo's with the Samoa now. Um yeah, so I just want to give him a wrap. So I think he's been outstanding this year, and in a year that needed him to step up and, and really lean on him, he's done incredibly well. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Um, and he's come so far. It was only a couple of years ago. There was all the dramas. Was he going to stay? Was he going to leave? Now he's a leader at the club, a leader at the club. So really, really good for him. Horsburgh, again, worked his absolute ass off. Uh, when does he not? Uh, anything else on the Raiders? Uh,
1: nothing too much there, mate.
0: Now onto the doggies. Ah, uh, look. You know really disappointing to be honest Uh, but that's just been their year i i truly believe and you know i i know this hurts as a bulldogs fan but i actually think they've had the most disappointing year out of um any team now i know the tigers roster is probably better on paper but i just think that the bulldogs the way the season has ended Mm. just just tarnishes the year for them now to be really fair to them, they've been smashed with injuries. But I'm just surprised at the fact that they've got all these players back and I didn't expect them to go out and win or, you know, dominate. But I did expect them to, uh, you know, keep games low-scoring at least mm. or really competitive, but it hasn't really happened at all.
1: Not showing a lot of fight. Yeah. Like, what well, You mentioned even the Dragons before, how they're not winning games and, well, they did on the weekend, uh, not on the weekend, but a month ago. That Tigers game believe it was but they've sort of been in the fight for games mm. as you said and been there about but You just don't feel like the doggies really have Yeah And like
0: Players that are gun aren't playing well And that's when I start to get worried at the club is when you've got your best players that we know are origin level And they're having you know arguably one of their worst not worst years, but not as good year as their top years
1: Yeah, like Berto and Reed Marnie are probably two of the headliners that They've both had some great moments. Birdo in particular has had some really nice ones. But, yeah, like I know what you're saying. Team-wise, they've had injuries all season. It's been bloody hard on them. But there's been, like, we're seeing Birdo fall off a few one-on-ones. And it, they happen from time to time. But they seem to be happening, recurring a little bit too much. And that's got nothing really to do with the team. It's just falling off a tackle. And yeah. I think Reid Marnie's had a down year Mm. defensively not been great either and it
0: started so well yeah he was great at the start (laughs) of the year and so that's a bit worrying for me that your top tier players i I don't think like i didn't expect the bulldogs to make that this year they've still got a fair bit of their roster they need to, to i guess sort out but when you get top tier players just not really hitting their straps you get a bit like oh if they're not doing their individual jobs well that's not a good sign
1: yeah where, where i hold out some hope for them is, is again that same thing and we mentioned a bit with the dolphins before but big overhaul in roster this season a lot of new faces coming mm. and we look at key players like reed marnie matt burton that i've just mentioned you know they've had different combinations around them maddie burton's had different halves come in and out all season different fullbacks all season yeah. like it's been really hard for him to form combinations. One of the most exciting ones coming into the year was Burton and Viliami Kickout. Mm. Kickout played four games at the start, got injured, came back a few weeks ago. So they haven't had really an opportunity to build these combinations. Seraldo inherited a roster. Next season, he'll clear out some players that he doesn't want. He's got players like Stephen Crichton being the big one coming in. Mm. He'll get more of a roster that he wants. So, look, I still think there's plenty of reason to, to be positive for them next year, but. We definitely haven't seen what we wanted from them this year.
0: Who do you think has had a better year, Tigers or Bulldogs?
1: Oh, I think they've both been very disappointing. <laughs> I don't know. Sit on the fence, but I don't. it's hard to be too positive about either of them, really. Yeah. I think the Tigers have had a better year.
0: Yeah. I know it sounds ridiculous. I get it. And maybe I'm, I'm being too harsh on the start of the year for the Bulldogs, but I just think that, the, the run that the Tigers went on for a bit there, and I know then they
1: went on a really poor run, but then they've picked it back up again. Well, this will justify your point a little bit. Like, Doggies have three more wins to their name, but the Bulldogs have also conceded 693 points. That's the most in the competition by a mile. Jags have con- conceded 623. The Tigers are 589. So they've conceded over 100 less points than the Doggies. Oh. What
0: were you so many.
2: I, I I I think that... Obviously, they've got more wins than Bulldogs, but right now, I think I'd be happier if I was a Tigers fan. Yeah, to finish the year, and definitely Dragons as well. Yeah.
0: And yeah, it's just ugh. I don't think Tigers have had as much injuries though. That has to be kept into consideration. I think
1: enormously. The Dogs have been decimated. Decimated
0: with injuries, so it's still a disappointing year though. Yeah. Like if Burton, Reed Marnie, you know, Fox and even some of the senior players were killing it, I'd go, t- Bulldogs, better year than the Tigers. But, like, you look at Brooks, like, Brooks is having a good year. Papa Leakey, I thought he's had a solid year. Bateman's had a good year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas you look at the Bulldogs, who can you genuinely say has had a, a really good full season at the Bulldogs?
1: Yeah, Jacob Preston. <laughs> yeah, playing. yeah, yeah, And Preston. he's not
0: playing. And he's not playing at the moment. But, yeah. So, look, I think that... It's probably gonna take a little bit longer than people expected for the Bulldogs. But it is a massive roster overhaul next year. Yeah. And I and I the more I watch the footy and the more I see their signings, the more I'm like, okay, I, I get that. Like for example, a guy like Salmon. You know, you might see you might go, Okay, Salmon, is he gonna be but then you go, Well, he's gonna bring a level that is just not there at the mm-hmm. moment, the Bulldogs in the forward pack. Um so yeah, hopefully they can turn around quickly. I mean, but Gus's
1: five-year plan with the Panthers started slow, didn't it? Well, yeah, it took what? Yeah, later it took on. like
0: seven or eight years. Took um, a while. So, look, the positive for the Bulldogs—they got a good backing in you know, a big, powerful um, the Laundy group. Um, they got uh, Seraldo I still believe can be a good coach. Um, you know, we've seen plenty of rookie coaches come in and struggle. I mean, Todd Payton came in and struggled, and then he turned things around. Uh, and I think that once Seraldo gets the roster under him that he that he wants. Then, then it's time to judge as to what he can and can't do
1: For sure I, I, I'm i happy to be critical of him this year But going forward I still think there's plenty of promise uh, for the doggies
0: Yeah, I think so too And you, like, you're like, you putting a guy like Critter at the back I know that maybe centre might be his best position Because he's been so good there But geez, that changes that spine up you know, like, they're,
1: they're in a massive rebuilding phase yeah. You get the team he wants next year If we're having the same com- conversation 12 months time Well, it'll be like absolute dire straits Yeah, but.
0: absolutely Agreed, agreed um that is us done and dusted.
1: Done and dusted. Uh Beers and Break Even's Wednesday? Beers and Break Wednesday. SC play with potty tomorrow night. We've got Wallabies legend, Brett Papworth, coming on. So mm. Paps was played a ton of games for the Wallabies, signed with the Roosters, I think it was in the eighties or it might have been around about that time, and just had Every injury under the sun, he's sitting like thirtieth overall in NRL SuperCoach this season, so there's a chance. It no way. The thing. So, so Patworth, uh, he he does talk on sport with SCN of an afternoon. Uh, he'll be on the potty, which will be exciting.
0: Yeah, good. Give uh, SC Playbook one. A follow on Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff. Uh, give Guru a follow at Rugby League Guru. Um, unfollow Maddie the Waterboy if you're <laughs> following him. Um, and yeah, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au